This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of these airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you find there totally free. Main feature allows you to control the content of the website. You find something online that you think is pretty interesting, you submit it to freetalklive.com as show prep, and then it shows up in our system. Other listeners can then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well, and the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. So do head on over there and get interactive. And again, our phone number here, 800-259-9231. We'll start out tonight with a topic that we intended to discuss last night, but the phones got busy and, well, we take your calls first. So uh, we didn't get a chance to get to it. So we'll uh, open it up here tonight to the discussion of the concept of national sin. Now, Mark, can you bring us back around to what brought this up in the first place? So uh, we we saw a video on the uh, Internet a couple of nights ago of a woman who was pretending to be sort of this uh, wacky Christian kind of uh, person who would blame a catastrophe on the nation itself. Um, this is, you know, as, as um, you know, this, this, la- this lady was kind of kidding, apparently, and uh, I don't consider it very funny, but, you know, that's, that, that, it's the Internet. It's full of bad jokes. Um, but lots of people aren't. For instance, the Westboro Baptist Church tends to... Uh, be at soldiers' funerals with signs that say God hates fags and um, that soldier died because America supports homosexuality or whatever it is that their thought process is. Right. The idea is that so because there are some people within a certain plot of land who uh, believe differently than this particular religious sect uh, might believe about what is and what is not appropriate for people to be as far as their behavior and their personal lives, uh, that because those people exist in a certain plot of land and are tolerated, I suppose, that uh, everyone is going to be punished by this supposedly all-loving God uh, with horrible natural disasters to send a message. Well, this the, the God there, um, they seem to be experiencing is much more the Old Testament God than the, uh, the New Testament God. Um, and just to make the point, I, I was pointing out that that the Westboro Baptist Church, as strange as these people are, are not that far from the mainstream of fundamental Christianity, fundamentalist mm-hmm. Christianity. Uh, Pat Robertson during... Oh. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, he said many things like that. Lots of things like, like that. He said that AIDS was a punishment from God for being gay. And, right. Well, I mean, you Jerry know, Falwell used to say stupid things like that too. If you thought that that being gay was a sin, it would it would certainly stand to reason that AIDS could very well be a punishment for God, from God for for just that. Who knows? But you know, you have to live in this world where God sends punishments down on people, and uh, clearly that you know there, there's a segment of the population that believes that way, and it's not just as fringe as the Westboro Baptist Church. Right. And to to point that out, I went to Wikipedia, found uh, an entry here on uh, Pat Robertson implying on the September 12th broadcast of the 700 Club that Hurricane Katrina was God's punishment in response to America's abortion policy. He knew exactly why God would send a hurricane to uh, New, Orleans New Orleans and the southern um, United States. It's because of abortion. It doesn't have to do with the gays in the uh, in the uh, French Quarter. Mm-hmm. It's abortion, he says. What about the people who are having abortions in Canada? That doesn't cover them. Well, th- th- this is their warning. It's <laughs> <So, laughs> a warning. They anyway, shot across the bow. His his statement was that it could be connected in some way. Okay, um, another preacher, Steve 
Le Femine, Le Femine, I don't know, uh, the French for the feminine guy, really unfortunate <laughs> last name, um, expressed a similar, especially for a preacher, right? I mean, Especially a preacher who's who's speaking out against gay people. Indeed. <laughs> Expressed a similar view, stating that, in my belief, God judged... I don't know whether this guy has an accent or not. I'm just doing it. <laughs> this, is my, this is my Southern... Preacher. Uh, preacher. Go with it. Go with it. I want to hear it. In my belief, God judged New Orleans for the sin of shedding innocent blood through abortion. Providence punishes national sins by national calamities. Makes sense, right? God must punish national sins by national calamities. Greater divine judgment is coming upon America unless we repent of the national sin of abortion. Now, so there he is. He hits this point twice. National sin. Mm -hmm. And this concept doesn't make much sense to me. The idea being that God is supposed to on Judgment Day. This is what I was taught in Christian school. And, you know, I've got a reasonable upbringing in, in the Bible. Wouldn't claim to be a, uh, a divinity scholar or anything like that, but I got a reasonable grasp on this. I was taught that God judges us by our actions, you know, whether or not we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior at the end of time that everybody rises up and that he's going to make his judgments at that point. So exactly how does he go about punishing national sin? I, I feel that this is kind of contrary to the Bible, except there is the Sodom and Gomorrah example. This is uh, a situation where Lot and, uh, well, God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because they were bad places. Uh, Abraham, um, you know, God's, God's guy at the time, he says, well, what if there are 50 good men in Sodom and Gomorrah or Sodom or Gomorrah? I'm not exactly sure how these 50 men would be split up or whether they'd have to have 50 in each or whatever. Mm -hmm. you, you figure it out. It's the Bible. It can be a little uh, evasive in, in its numbers. And, you know, he works his way on down 50, 25, 30, you know, on the, all the way down to, I think it's 10 uh, good men. God sends in some angels. The angels go to Lot's house. He's uh, Abraham's nephew. He's a good guy. Uh, the, the, the evil men of Sodom and Gomorrah come to Lot's house um, in order to take the angels away and sodomize them, as they would do in Sodom. And... Uh, Lot offers his virgin daughters to them. Here, take my virgin daughters. They don't want any virgin daughters. They're so twisted. They don't want virgin daughters. They want, in fact, these angel fellas. Um, some people believe that this, these angels might actually have been um, Elohim or whatever um, and God himself. So one of them. And anyway, um, so they there aren't enough good people and Lot and his uh, family have to run away. Lot's wife turns around, turns into a pillar of salt. There you have the Sodom and Gomorrah mm -hmm. story as the fire and brimstone is raining down upon these two wicked cities. So it, there is some biblical backing for this idea of national sin. But I just I find it difficult that uh, to imagine that God would judge the whole nation based on the sins of some of them. And it's really, it's politicians, right? I mean, if God wants to punish somebody, wouldn't he punish the politicians? Well, you know, on one hand, Mark, I mean, again, I'm not as much of a biblical scholar. I went to I went to Presbyterian church when I was growing up. I, I went to church camp it's as well. It's almost like church, Presbyterian church, yeah. <laughs> so there, of course, was the story, and you mentioned the Old Testament God versus the New Testament God. Obviously, you've got a story like uh, the Noah's Ark story where, this angry God is essentially so upset with his creation that he wipes it out. Well, they um, so. were fornicating with angels and making giants. Yeah, but was everybody fornicating with angels back then? I mean, weren't there good God-believing Everybody but people? Noah. Is that what we're supposed to believe? Indeed. Okay, because then you go up to a little further with, like, the Jesus story, where Jesus was clearly not a, you know, the Pharaoh or whatever, was not a fan of Jesus, right? No, uh, what are you talking pharaoh? about, Joseph? 
Joseph and his Technicolor. Well, um, who was it that uh, that persecuted uh, Jesus? It wasn't the Pharaoh. Um, was it Pontius <laughs> Pilate. <laughs> Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. I know. They, they were all. They, they all sounded like pharaohs when I was a kid growing up. Like the pharaoh <laughs> was doing all kinds of evil things or whatever. So somebody was persecuting him, and uh, clearly some people were on Jesus's side. Some people weren't. Right. Um, so you know the the idea would be that uh, this God, if we believe what they're saying, the Baptist Church, these other people are saying. That, uh, that, you know, he would have had no problem just punishing a whole nation of people, you know, in a certain geographic area because some of them, you know, were against his son, right? Or because some of them were doing things that uh, were inappropriate. And would that have happened in, in those stories? Did that ever happen in, you know, the... The there, New Testament? Well, in the New Testament, no. But even in the Old Testament, in Sodom and Gomorrah, God couldn't find ten good men. So therefore, now I, I have nothing to say about the women in this. I'm, I'm just reading the story. Um, he couldn't find ten good men. So therefore, what you're talking about, even on a national scale here, if uh, I mean I don't know how many people are in these cities, but you would have to assume ten men is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of less than one percent of the population. There's a lot more Christians than that. Certainly, there are a lot more people um, here in the United States than than you know some other country. Uh, or you know, that that don't believe in um, abortion. So I mean, it just none of this makes any sense to me. It's crazy talk. Yeah, absolutely is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. But then again, what's new from organized religion? Uh, you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. All right. 1-800-259-9231. By the way, some of those features on our website include news updates. You get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on our updates list. That is uh, news.freetalklive.com. You can follow it via email, Twitter, or Facebook, whichever one works best for you. News.freetalklive.com. Dot com. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a conference on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you want to make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. There'll certainly be some speeches and a debate. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. They have one berth left in this uh, group that they've purchased so they have to it's a uh, uh, you know they have to purchase these rooms and in, in segments and they have one berth left in the segment you can get any type of room that they have they list on the uh, the website a uh, an ocean side view but they have different sides so just go to cruise.freetalklive.com they have a telephone number there um, you know can look at the the 
the, the rules and all that stuff uh, about joining, but you can call them and talk to them about it. Cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, so 1-800-259-9231. As we continue here, we'll take your phone calls about whatever you want. Uh, let's talk to Benjamin listening in California. Benjamin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your um, mind tonight? I wanted, to, I wanted to connect a couple of stories uh, that you guys have talked about over the last two days. Mm-hmm. On Monday, it was brought up that uh, Anonymous was looking at doxing um, guards at uh, Quantico in Virginia. Uh, not so much guards, but uh, specifically they're targeting the head of the Quantico military brig as well as one of the agents of the uh, Department of Defense, one of their secretaries. So people that are in charge of the facility are ostensibly going to be targeted uh, for a doxing, which essentially means that uh, they will be uh, anonymous. The hacktivists will be releasing all kinds of information about these people, all kinds of information to the public, uh, whether that means their emails or financial records, uh, who knows, uh, their, you know, their personal address information, etc. So that's what that means. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, uh, a, an example of this, uh, could be that Tam Tam Pamela, the uh, the girl who uh, made that horrible video about uh, the Japan earthquake that you guys were talking about yesterday. Right, the girl who later on came out and said she's just been trolling all along, that she d- doesn't really believe this religious stuff, and uh, that, that I guess that that was after that video really upset a lot of people. Right. Now, when I first saw Tam Tam Pamela a long, long time ago, I thought she was joking. I thought she was a troll. But then I became convinced that she was real after spending hours with her live um, through blog TV and the speed at which she came up with answers. But then she made that video and then said that she was uh, joking or that it was all, you know, she was trolling. Mm-hmm. Well, about an hour after she made that video saying she was, a, she was just a troll, she closed her account. And in that video, she talks about the fact that she's tired of getting pizza. Because what happened, <laughs> oh, what happened is she got doxxed. Uh, the Internet became angry with her and released her personal information, and people started taking out uh, little bits of revenge on her. So somebody would call Domino's or whatever and order pizza to her house, and then they, she would have to turn it, turn it back because she didn't actually order it. And that's what it would seem like. So I just wanted to bring up how... Wow. So... This, what's what's your opinion on this? I mean, you're clearly you're you're more of an expert than we are. We just watched the one video from her. Is she kidding, or did she deny the name of Jesus? Well, I, I like I said, I used to believe she was real, or that she was fake originally when I first saw her, and then after a while, I became convinced she was the real thing. I did but when now, I saw the video. It she just seemed real enough to me. And now, now you know, if she says she was just joking, who am I to say she she's lying? You know, I don't know her personally. But here's here's what gets me. But you had a live maybe, hold, before you go on. You had a live chat with her as well. You didn't just watch her recorded videos. You right. actually found her on some sort of a, a chat program and lots and, of people though, right? And I mean, interacted with her. There was about a dozen or so of us there talking with her. You know, I was trying to see how quickly she would come up with this stuff if she mm-hmm. if she would be live with it. But here's what I don't get: is yeah, sh- she she said this this horrible stuff, but lots of people say horrible stuff all the time. I mean, are we really going to be? Oh, she must be joking because real Christians don't say horrible stuff like this all the time. I mean, we see it all the time. Uh, you know, with um, uh, pastors and preachers on TV, your Pat Robertsons and your Jerry Falwells saying horrible stuff after tragedy, after 9/11, after Katrina, after Haiti. You know, you, you name it. I mean, and, and we know those people aren't fake, so so mm-hmm. to say, so to speak. So 
so you know, it doesn't matter to me whether she was faking or not. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like she, you know, if if she's faking or not, it doesn't really matter. I don't feel like there's mud on Free Talk Live's face because we talked about um, a lady on the internet who is blaming the catastrophe in Japan um, on you know God's wrath. Because even if it wasn't this one that we saw, you can be certain that there was a lady on the internet that was doing just that. Right. I mean, and horrible stuff gets said on the internet all the time. Sure. Um, well, you know, and I don't. So wait, I mean, what is your point? Why target Tam Tam Pamela as opposed to Pat Robertson? Well, I just wanted. To, I just wanted. To, yeah. Well, and I just wanted to point out that uh, originally, I just wanted to point out how doxing has been used in this particular situation. Use it as an example. I see. But yeah, I don't understand why target Tam Tam Pamela. You know, why do this to her and not, and not you know attack Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson and all that kind of stuff, which I don't even think should be done. I mean, it's just words and. If we don't like what she has to say, don't watch the video. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, to well, I guess to speculate as to what the answer might be, uh, the people that are doing this doxing, perhaps they just don't want to mess with a a high-profile target. You know, maybe it's easier for them to pick on a little girl with a YouTube channel uh, as opposed to someone like Pat Robertson, who has serious resources and lawyers uh, at his disposal. And I, I would agree with you. I mean, I don't care what somebody says. I'm not going to go and, and out their personal information simply because they made a YouTube video or two or five or ten. <laughs> yeah, she made a lot of videos. I mean, this wasn't she was dedicated. That's one of the oh. things that made her look believable was because she had a long history of putting, you know, these uh, very ultra-Christian-sounding, ultra-right-wing-sounding videos online. Oh, absolutely. Um, And where other people who do similar stuff are either fake Christians or fake atheists, it's kind of fairly easy to to determine whether or not they're joking or just being satire. She really never let on. Uh, well, she must I, know her stuff, right? I mean, she's presumably somebody sure, like I that. could do it, that, right? Somebody, somebody like that has to have had some religious uh, experience in as far as working with a church in the past or going to church, uh, knowing that indoct- that level of indoctrination, being very familiar with it, uh, in order to be able to, as you say, come up with answers off the cuff uh, in a, in a live chat, for instance. Very clever oh, way to rebuke it. Well, when I went on the blog TV, I wanted to see how knowledgeable she was. And, I, you know, I have a fairly decent knowledge of world religions. And so I was asking her just different questions about what do you think of Mormons or Baptists or Protestants or whatever. And she was right on the spot with her answers. Incredible. Thanks for the call tonight, Benjamin. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. So another example of what could happen to somebody if they get doxxed. Uh, get pizzas ordered to their house. (laughs) 1-800-259-9231. Though I don't think that works as well these days because a lot of the pizza places have, you know, the caller ID and they verify stuff like that because they don't want to waste their time delivering the wrong pizzas. More coming up. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on our site totally free, so enjoy those uh, features, by the way, including listening options. We have live streams there for you, uh, the broadband and dial-up versions. You can hear the latest episode around the clock, 24-7. Is, it's airing there on our live streams of Free Talk Live over at listen.freetalklive.com. But that's not the only way to listen. We've got 94 great radio stations on AM and FM across the country. Uh, you can get details on them, plus our satellite channel, which allows you to listen uh, to satellite uh, transmission of the show without having to pay a subscription fee. In addition, we've got listen lines that allow you to listen uh, from your phone, any phone that can dial long distance. Uh, that is there for you. And finally, there are also the, there's the webcam as well. So you can go and get all uh, those details and get tuned in over at listen.freetalklive.com. Are you on, are you taking any prescription medications? If if you are and you're getting your meds at a local pharmacy, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your meds at discounts as high as 70% off, and they'll deliver them right to your door. These medications are tested to be the actual medications. They are not counterfeits or anything like that. I've gone through the offices. I know how they run their business, or at least you know as best I could ascertain in, uh, in a tour and uh, trying out the service for myself. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. Click Become a Member on the left-hand side of the page there. They'll call you back the next day um, and uh, talk to you about your prescription drug needs. Their customer service is excellent. They'll walk you through every step of the way, and you'll save up to 70%. It's meds.freetalklive.com. Viagra, Cialis, Boniva, Ablify, Lipitor, Nexium, or Zetia. Whatever it is that you take, meds.freetalklive.com can help you. We continue uh, taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Let's talk. Oh, Greg's dropped off the line. All right. So 800-259-9231. Something else uh, that I mentioned last night was uh, the cops are lowering their standards. We've talked about, or at least in, in some places, Dayton, Ohio specifically. The story is from WLSAM.com. And uh, we've talked in the past about how the government is having a tougher time, specifically uh, the army is having a tougher time recruiting people. They've... Not right now, it's not. Oh, is that right? Yeah, recruitment numbers are up. When, it's up the, because of the economy now. The down economy, yeah. Have they uh, raised their standards? Because over the years, they've been lowering and lowering and lowering their standards to allow even the you know dummies... I can't answer the, that. Yeah, the dummies that can't shoot straight uh, into the military. We've, that's what we've, we've seen, this trend over the years. Maybe the, maybe the recruiting numbers are up due to the economy, but uh, I, I'd never heard that they were raising their standards. That doesn't mean I would hear about it if that actually happened. And we did report on this over, over a number of years, how they continued to, to you know, slice away, uh, the, the, I guess, the quality level that is, is an acceptable quality uh, for their recruits. And now we're starting to see that in some police departments. Of course, we've also talked in the past about how some departments refuse to allow intelligent officers uh, to get on their squad. I believe yeah, it was New London, uh, Connecticut was one of the departments. There were several. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, this is, has gone all on all across the United States. And the idea being that uh, somebody with a, uh, a better mind uh, would get bored doing the kind of work that it takes to do police work. I don't know. Um, it would seem to me if you were say, studying the little law book that they give you while in your spare time, that that would uh, suck up, you know, some of your, your busy mind time. I don't know. Well, I think that one of the... I think that one of the unspoken concerns is that a smart cop is more likely to think for himself, uh, is more likely to critique the orders he's given, is more likely to say at some point, 
no, that goes too far. I'm not going to enforce that law. Uh, a smart cop is, is more than likely to be a little bit more of a disobedient kind of a cop. It would seem that way. Well, you don't want somebody who thinks for themselves. Um, you know, th- those that are in power may not want someone who thinks for themselves in that position. Right. They want someone who's just going to follow orders. And so they probably figure that by keeping cops out who have a, you know, an IQ above 110 or whatever it was, uh, that they will reduce the likelihood that they'll have officers on the squad that will actually refuse to to obey orders. I'm wondering if that's the only criterion they use. For example, maybe there's some kind of uh, indicator in, in the testing that w- would indicate that they are more independent thinkers. I don't think the IQ thing is the only thing. I think maybe that's the excuse that's given. Mm-hmm. But I th- I think that because there's a lot of very intelligent sociopaths in, pl- in positions of power. This is true. But I think that you know th- a lot of them are profiled to see whether they follow orders or if if they would um, object to something morally, if, if they were given a bad order. So, so I don't think that's the whole story. We've also talked to a police trainer, somebody who made his career uh, for a long time uh, doing police training. In fact, the guys over at copblock.org did an interview with the same guy uh, not too long ago, a few months back. And uh, I, I'm not going to mention his name, but I can tell you that we met him in person at a Liberty Forum one year. And sure looks legit to me. The guy was for real. Yeah. And he was talking about how over the last 15 years, he's seen a steady decline in the quality of police recruits. And that it's, it's something that is so frustrating to him that he couldn't do his job any longer. He ended up quitting his job as a police trainer because he was so sick of seeing these dolts. Uh, and these, as he called them, badge heavies uh, come on board. And a badge heavy is like somebody who is, is – it was his description that a badge heavy is somebody who watched too many cop shows and wanted to be you know, the tough cop kind of enforcer guy. Saw that whole bad boys. Bad dirty boys. Harry, yeah. bad boys, whatever, that uh, you know, wanted to throw his weight around, a badge heavy uh, with, as, as a cop. And that he wasn't, he, he wasn't seeing a lot of people getting into the policing business for the reasons he thought they should or that the reasons that they might have say three or four decades ago you know i just i was just speaking to an officer today an ex-officer excuse me a guy um who'd uh, been you know retired from the force as a matter of fact and he ran for sheriff and um in his town this guy knows what he's talking about he had been working the streets um he said as a beat cop you had to work five years before you even had a chance at sergeant mm. that there weren't sergeants in his uh squad that were less than 30 so that things have changed entirely, um, that it would take you three years to know your beat, and that uh, the expectation was is that then you'd move up to sergeant, you'd know the beats of other people, because you'd, at least to some extent, then you'd move up, you'd move up, and these people would be experienced. He said, that just stopped when they started putting them in cruisers um, out mm-hmm. of the gate. And so therefore, in his opinion, nobody who came on the, uh, uh, you know, came on the payroll after 1968 or something like that was of any value. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure that you know, people tend to be that way, sort of exclusionary. But he made a pretty good case for it. And he, t- he what he's doing is he's reiterating the things that you're saying. He said that essentially the drug war came along with the when with Nixon instituted his the, the first leg of the drug war, and they began hiring all these cops. There were the riots, um, you know, in many in many places around the United States uh, over civil rights and stuff like that. That. The police squad, the police departments just kept on growing, and once it started growing, that's when things really. Uh, and the SWAT went to teams hell. came yeah. in too, and there was even a show on TV back in the early seventies called SWAT that kind of glorified the whole SWAT team thing. Sure, mm-hmm. but you know what I found interesting? I happened to be listening that day to uh, to Ernie's show when they were interviewing him a few months back, 
And what, the thing that the I police found, trainer, you mean? yes, the police trainer. And what I found interesting is he said that the, those uh, students um, who were most likely to be thugs on the street were those who had the weakest physical and moral character about them. I believe it. So, in other words, if they weren't that power, strong, that that t- tough, you know, they could puff up in uniform. And if they were morally weak, mentally weak, they were more likely to be a thug as well. That's what this cop said today. <laughs> it's well. Exactly the same thing. This guy grew up the big brother to a little kid to his his brother who couldn't speak, couldn't walk. He was in a wheelchair. He had pictures. It's authentic. Didn't make it to eleven. Um, I guess he made it to eleven or something like that. I I may not have my facts entirely straight, but I did see the picture of the kid in the wheelchair, and he grew up sort of the the big brother protector of this kid, and he that's the reason he went into the police department. You, you know, I'm did he ever stay Step out of line. I'm sure he did. It would be very difficult to do that job and not uh, feel that way. But his suggestion is is that many people that with the, uh, the 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 weakening criteria for hiring that what they were doing is they're hiring the people that were getting picked on in school, not the ones were that protectors. were trying to yeah trying to protect people in school. Good thoughts. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, we'll give you coming up here in a moment. What's happening in Dayton, Ohio, where the standards. They are a drop in 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. What is it? People don't want to become cops anymore? Why would that be? It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of these airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you want to support this program, there are ways for you to do that. One of them is by shopping with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. You enter... To uh, you enter Amazon through our affiliate links that we have there, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of whatever it is you're buying. It's still the same Amazon. You're just starting your shopping through our portal, so Amazon knows that we sent them the business, so they send us a cut of the sale. That's how it works. Uh, so get your shopping done over at shop.freetalklive.com. Now uh, we're going to get back to your calls here in just a quick moment, but first, want freedom? Build freedom. Got programming skills? Join the Freedom Engineering team and help develop the technology that enables spontaneous order and free market capitalism to erupt on Earth. Mobile app developers and database experts wanted immediately. Share and ownership. Create stuff that matters. Go to freedomengineering.org. It's time to build freedom, freedomengineering.org. So we're talking about the continuing decline of standards as far as uh, police departments, uh, various different parts around the country. Dayton, Ohio, specifically focused on here tonight, WLSAM.com, reporting that Dayton is making it easier to pass its exam for police recruits as part of an agreement with the Department of Justice aimed at increasing the number of black officers in the Ohio City. In some cases, it will mean an 
an F is a passing grade. According to published reports, I don't know whether why their black has anything to do with this, uh, but according I, to... I don't know either. I mean, but they, I, I would assume that what they've found is, is that uh, if they segment people by ethnicity, that uh, you know people of certain ethnicities are scoring lower. I, I think that it's pretty clear that some public schools, uh, the public schools that the have... city public schools are not Higher uh, numbers of eth- um, eth- ethnic folks tend to have lower scores um you know i mean i say that's a a failing of the system entirely and this is not the way to fix that problem according to published reports past grading practices necessitated a 66 percent score on one part of the test and a 72 percent on part two of the test for an applicant to pass yeah i think 66 percent was considered a failure when i was in school that was a that was a low d when i was in school if you're in the honors classes generally they'll change it um up they'll 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 make the scale a little easier where it's 90 to 100 is an A, mm-hmm. um, 80 to 90 is uh, 80 to 89 is a B, or whatever it is. And at which point, F an F is uh, 60 and below. That's what you're talking For about. For me, it was 64 and below when yeah, I, I was, was when I was in school. Maybe I'm maybe I'm. These things change though over time. So uh, so it was 66 and 72. They're now lowering the passing requirements to 58 percent and 63 percent, which equates to an F and a D on both sections of those tests. The Dayton Daily News reports Thursday that the city civil service board says the change means that 748 people passed the most recent exam, increasing the number by 258. So they increased by 50 percent, approximately, the uh, number of people who have passed this exam simply by lowering the standards. Hey, now more people are passing. That's great. I find it very disturbing that they consider this, uh, you know, <laughs> these questions on this test must be important for people to become a police officer. Apparently not. And... They just lower the standards. Yep. What kind of what does that say about the level of service that the people in Dayton, Ohio, are going to get out of their mm. police department, especially their new recruits? The city and justice department in 2009 settled a suit that it accused Dayton of discriminating against blacks in its hiring of police officers and firefighters. As part of the agreement, the city was to develop new selection procedures. The city has said it plans to hire both police and firefighters by 2012 to replace retirees. So there you go. Lowering the standards. Uh, just figured we'd give you an update on that. And, of course, uh, you're stuck. If you're in Dayton, you're stuck with this. What can you do? Well, you plus, can't stop paying property taxes. So uh, enjoy your new lowered quality of uh, police recruits in Dayton, Ohio. And, and towns across uh, America want more and more and more police and firefighters. Uh, they, they feel that that's how they can better serve the public. And how are they going to go about uh, you know, getting more people on the books? They may very well choose this route, too. In the 80s and 90s, there was a big push to hire more police officers in most every big city because of the war on drugs, the mm-hmm. newly found minted war on drugs. There's, there's, about a, there's a big push just about every decade there was in the uh, the very early 70s or late 60s um, there was another one uh, with uh, with the Nancy Reagan say no to drugs campaign there was another one under Clinton which I think was in like 96 or maybe it was a little earlier than that um, and and it's all you have to do is go on Facebook and uh, it used to be MySpace and they're just recruiting whole hog for for cops. Mm. Whole hog. There's a huge number of drive-by shootings, uh, gang-related incidences uh, in the early to mid-90s, which prompted another big push for more police officers, especially in places like L.A. and Chicago, New York, where gang violence was really bad as a result of the, the drug trade. So uh, your thoughts are certainly welcome at 800-259-9231. But you'd have to, excuse me, 1-800-259-9231. But you'd have to wonder, is there a stigma Attached to being a police officer these days, is it more difficult to get police recruits now than it has ever been in the past? I don't know. I 
I don't know if that's true or not, but it would seem like... I wouldn't think so. It would seem to me that it would be getting more difficult because uh, who wants to be a cop? I mean, they're hated. Cops are hated by so many people. Some chicks they, dig them. They got that's really, true. They have groupies. They some. get really great salaries and they have excellent benefits and they only have to work 20 years. No mm-hmm. doubt, Mark. I mean, clearly there's an attraction for, for people. Obviously, sadists are attracted to becoming cops. They have no problem being a cop because they want to wield power over others. But as far as us regular folk... How many wants to? How many people actually want to deal with that? I mean, obviously the job itself has some inherent risks. You know, they're dealing yeah, with criminals, no and you could possibly get hurt in those situations, and that's that's dangerous. And clearly, the you know the payment has to overcome some of that, and the benefits have to overcome some of that that concern. But also, in the past, when the police were actually peace officers and were more focused on actually restoring peace rather than putting men and women in cages. Then they were, I think, of a greater. There was a greater level of respect afforded to the police. They were looked at as somebody who is out there to help rather than to harm. And I don't think that, or I think that's different today. I think uh, certainly in my circles and in the younger generations, there's not a lot of love for the police, at least that I can tell, because well, we know that our friends have been locked in cages by these people. That uh, the police are out there arresting people for doing things like being underage and having alcohol or having a, a you know a plant in their pocket or a chemical or driving uh, you know, over the speed limit or something like that. And that does not engender goodwill and positive community relations well, even when, with people. Uh, what younger people experience a great deal is that uh, police immediately suspect them of all kinds of crimes. Sure. And that, that's not a good feeling. When you get pulled over, say, for a legitimate speeding ticket, and the officer says, uh, I'm going to have to ask you to step out so I can search the car. And then you do step out. Now they say, I'm going to have to ask you. Mm-hmm. And they do it in a tone that sounds as though they're not asking at all. So the person steps out. They, they, they toss the car. They leave it a mess. They find nothing in there. And then they leave the young person there to clean it up. Or they do find something. And the young person uh, finds out later, hey, I didn't have to let them in, but it sure sounded like I did. Well, what sensible individual would be familiar with that situation, have that happen to a friend or a family member or themselves? What sensible individual would look at that and say, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to be that guy. I want to be that cop that's going around shaking people down. Well, I think many people would say that they um, that they would do the job better. They do it more fairly. I I don't know but that they would I, be working with those guys. I don't Who know that, that I agree with you, man. I just I, I um, this this hiring situation seems to be more about hiring people of a certain ethnicity than it seems to be about recruiting people in general. I think that they, they don't have any well, trouble. Well, in general, lower scores are going to apply across the board. The lower scores aren't applying just to one specific ethnicity. It's just overall. It, it gives them the... Op- they said that the stated reason was about ethnicity. And yes, you know, they can... If, if somebody scores properly, then they have the option of hiring them. That doesn't mean that they're going to hire them just because but it just means, they Mark, pass. It's not to say that people of a certain ethnicity are are not as smart as others. No, it's that's to say just that what the smarter co- ones say. are not becoming cops. The smarter people are choosing other careers. They're not even looking at at policing as an option. They're not even in the pool of recruits. So as a result of that, they are, they're having to expand the uh, <laughs> the lower the, the the scores, the scoring requirements to maybe, increase their pool. Maybe quotas are affecting the black community in that. Um, um, you know, the, what, the smarter folks, or the more educated, or the, whatever. I think that these uh, these competency exams have a tendency to be skewed to some extent. But maybe those folks are fine. Even they have quotas in other industries that are drawing them elsewhere. So I don't know. 
Your thoughts are certainly welcome at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Either way, uh, it seems like it's getting easier and easier to be a cop if you are you know, somebody who is dumb or a thug or something like that. And I think that uh, the makeup of the police is going to discourage the better people, uh, the smarter ones and the more uh, compassionate ones, from entering into that, the, the, that career. If I'm uh, intelligent and compassionate and, and I know how violent the, the police are and how dangerous they are and how disrespected they are in the community, I wouldn't want to associate myself with those people. I don't care what the paycheck is. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I have to respect myself. You know, I have to re- hope that other people would respect me as well. And I, I, it's hard. It's getting harder and harder to respect these people because they're hurting people. They're hurting peaceful people. 800-259-9231. You take control. Bring up what you want. Our number two is coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you features on the site completely free. So head on over and enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. The main feature actually allows you to control the content of the website. You submit different things you find online. Others vote on them, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it. In fact, there's a story that's up there that we might discuss here tonight where a mom has lost her baby for three years because she refused a C-section. Uh, we'll tell you more about that. 800-259-9231 plus uh, Bitcoin. What is the Bitcoin and uh, will it actually end up panning out? Will it be the world's new currency? It's an interesting concept and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and, and what I think may be the killer app uh, for as, uh, as it has been co- uh, called for the Bitcoin. Uh, I've All of a sudden my interest has has peaked and I'll explain why. 800-259-9231. I'd love to hear this because I'm interested in the Bitcoin and you've always kind of drug your feet on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always liked the idea. Just, I just, you know, wasn't sure about whether or not it would be adopted. And I think that someone has come up with uh, something that will help a lot of people uh, possibly adopt the Bitcoin. We'll uh, get to that here in a moment. But of course, your calls come first. Let's talk to Greg in California. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. 
Yeah, hello. Um, I, I've called this my second or third time trying to get through. I'm glad I got through this time. Huh, it shouldn't be that um, hard, but uh, anyway, go ahead. I'm calling from West Sacramento, California. I, I'm, I, I'm trying to say also to the people in Japan, I pray for all you people there. Um, it's a travesty that our government and uh, Obama's just doing his thing and doesn't really seem to care about what's going on. And uh, I I really wish they'd got someone in there like Ross Perot back then. I voted for Ross Perot, but that was way back when. I'm also ex-military. I've served our country for approximately 24 years, and I've, I've experienced stuff on active duty and how it didn't work, you know, how you make a, a, switch, work, uh, a switch watch work when there's no hands on it. You know what I'm saying? No, I have no uh, idea. No, I, I went. I went to a salvage yard. I saved the taxpayers probably $80,000 on one job because my people that I worked for in my unit, and this was in Abilene, Texas, where I was active duty, which is close to where Alex Jones is at. My, my hat goes out to Alex Jones. He's a good man. I met him when I was up there in Santa Cruz with a friend of mine. Can we go back and to what you were talking about with the military watch thing? Yeah. Yeah, you know, what I see wrong with the government is they, 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 they want to spend money on stuff, and I was trying to be a creative person back when I was enlisted, and I went and found the material free of charge. I saved, I saved the taxpayers $80,000 on one job. These are the things that need to be done. I went to a salvage yard and found the material. Instead of them spending X amount of money annually every mm. year, and then they have $300,000 Well, it would seem that did they even accept uh, your you doing that on the job? No, they fought me on it, and I and sure. I went through the chain of command. I went to my first sergeant, first my supervisor. My supervisor was being a jerk. He didn't want to listen to me. And I said, look, I already got the material. I spent 45 minutes of my time to go get it. And I saved us. I saved us the time waiting for it, two weeks, whatever, what have you. Well, they probably would have much rather you'd gone through their official uh, vendors so as to increase the business business sent to their in, you know military industrial complex. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about those guys. I'm just talking about how internally it doesn't work. And no, of course it I, doesn't work because the system is uh, is bass backwards in that uh, I understand where you're coming from where you see that there's all this governmental uh, spending and, and waste. And, and certainly you should be appreciated for doing whatever you could within that system yeah. to, to attempt to uh, – I guess nullify some of that, um, and that's exactly. good. But it's really it's really hacking at the branches rather than uh, than the root. And the problem with government isn't that they like to spend money; it's that they steal the, the money they spend, that they extort it from people through the threat of violence. That's the problem with government. Well, believe me, and I tell you this: when I filed my taxes the year before, the IRS took my nine hundred and three and took it from me, and they did it illegally. Me and my wife have only been married seven years; they went back eleven years. How? What? Whatever happened to the statute of limitations? The IRS violated my rights, so I I, I called them and told them, "You guys owe me my money." And yeah, did they give they, it back to you? No, they told me so. I got to fill out a form for a uh, injured spouse or something like that, and it's just more paperwork, more red yep. tape, fighting more. It's and I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to beg for something that's rightfully mine. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. It's got to be frustrating. I mean, the guy spent twenty four years of his life uh, working in the military, thinking probably that he was fighting for you know the good fight for freedom Truth, or whatever. Justice and, in the American way. No, Turns out that he found out what the American way is, and you're, you're, it's been corrupted from what we were told. You're, you're serving politicians. You're not serving the country in the military. Who who are you taking orders from? Not the country. Politicians. No. Yeah, and, and the people. The politicians work for 
Yeah. As, as Smedley Butler's so aptly said and so war many is years a racket. ago. Yes, and war is a racket. Two-time Medal of Honor winner. Yeah, absolutely. So your thoughts, uh, certainly welcome at 800-259-9231. So the Bitcoin, uh, Mark, you and I actually had a meeting with uh, one of the, I guess, top guys in the Bitcoin. Uh, We're and- some movers and shakers, aren't we? <laughs> we get the guy to come up uh, from uh, Massachusetts. We're a little late. We have uh, lunch at the Thai restaurant. He was late, too, though. So Did, he, did he buy? No, I, I don't I think, think we all he? bought our own. Did he? No, he might have bought for us. I don't recall. I don't know exactly. Anyway, nice guy. Gavin uh, was his name. And uh, now Bitcoin, there's not really like a hierarchy necessarily. Uh, He's bit- just really into it and right. knows the folks. He's one, Right. He's one of the more active uh, people, I guess, within the Bitcoin movement. Now, uh, Wayne, are you familiar with the Bitcoin? I've heard of it. I don't know what it's all about. Tell me. Well, um, I'll, I'll do my best here to attempt to explain it. And I'm sure someone who is a... Bitcoin whiz uh, will call to correct me if I get it wrong at any point. Uh, But it's been this – people have been emailing over the last two years or so occasionally asking if we'll take Bitcoin as like a contribution to Free Talk Live. And I've I've had to say no because – I mean I'm not going to turn down – if somebody wants to send me money in the gold or silver form, I'll take it. Uh, If they want to send me a, a Bitcoins, I'll take those too. But I couldn't accept them for the AMP program because we can't pay a bill. We can't pay our bills with uh, with bitcoins at this point. But it would be nice if someday we could. And uh, bitcoins are an alternative currency that are backed. Well, how do we describe what they're backed by? They're not, they're not backed, really by, backed anything. by anything. They're, they're sort of a fiat currency, but um, you know, and and history's rife with uh, fiat currency. Well, at least there's a few good examples of fiat currencies working. The, the really the, the biggest thing about fiat currencies is who controls the printing. And in this yeah. case, it's controlled by an, uh, an algorithm. Um, so I there's think- a certain limit to the amount of bitcoins that can be generated and put into circulation, as I understand it. And there's a program that you run. It's essentially the bitcoin is an anonymous peer to peer digital currency. And so it is it exists Online only. There is no physical uh, Bitcoin representation at this point. Maybe someday somebody will issue certificates for them or something like that. I don't know. But uh, it is online only. You you don't have to run the Bitcoin program, but you can. You can actually contribute to that peer-to-peer network. Uh, which distributes the information about who's got what bitcoins in what wallets all across the globe, essentially. So it takes all the information out of one centralized database and essentially distributes it all across a network of uh, peer-to-peer clients. And so this Bitcoin program, uh, essentially... uh, you can run a generate option on this, and it will crank out your processor on your PC doing all kinds of math to attempt to generate uh, – or not to attempt to, but to generate new bitcoins. So it, you can actually create new currency but, by pouring your processor time into this program. And it's, the strange thing is is it's not like they need you to do that in order to create these things. It's it's just sort of a, a, a process. It's like saying to your uh, you know your kid, oh, you got to learn the, the value of a dollar. Go out there and dig a hole in the yard, and I'll give you a buck. Um, you know, like it, it, <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense. Well, right. It would probably be, be more cost-effective if you wanted to acquire Bitcoins to simply pay for them from someone who already has Indeed. them. But this would actually – this actually adds – this generating process actually adds Bitcoins to the uh, the network, the, yeah, the, the but whole 
but process. at some point it will stop because there is a certain limit on the total Indeed. number of bitcoins that can be out there. Uh, so 800-259-9231. But of course the question is, what can you buy with the bitcoins? And right now there's not a whole lot out there. But I was introduced recently to something that I think may be the killer app for Bitcoin. I'll explain here in a moment. This is Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Don't forget, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got uh, different uh, features there on our site, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See them for yourself, and if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without lawyers who have to know what it takes to win. You have to be able to move the court you, uh, beforehand. You can't just walk in there, prance on in, and expect the judge to, uh, to to just hand the case to you. Even if you're right, the judge is only there in an adversarial circumstance in order to be the referee. And you have to hold them to their responsibilities. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. And it's so easy. The average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend it's a bargain if you're dealing with the government in one of these uh, court cases uh, jurisdictionary.com even if you're just dealing with uh, a, a neighbor over some dispute jurisdictionary.com can help you all right so 800-259-9231 is the number here we're talking about alternative currencies uh, specifically the digital model now of course uh, here on free talk live we're big fans of gold and silver and I am looking forward to the day when somebody actually comes out with, you know, like a credit card that transfers gold and silver around and or can change it into Federal Reserve notes or whatever it is the fiat currency is in your area. There have been some some rumblings about something like that coming to fruition, but it never ended up happening for yeah. various different reasons. And so I love anything that can that has to do with helping people get away from the government's currency and all government's currencies because they're all fiat. They're all issued by decree. Some government bureaucrat decides that or Treasury secretary or whoever decides that there will be more uh, currency placed into circulation, which is essentially the most insidious tax of all because it, it basically steals value whenever they increase the money supply. It steals value from the money that you have. So this Bitcoin is a digital peer-to-peer anonymous currency, meaning that uh, the information about it and how much of them there are and how who's got them, they're not in all in one central location. If, there's no way that the so-called authorities, at least that I know of, could easily target Bitcoin to take them out. 
It's completely distributed network. There are lots of people running nodes on this network. They're running the Bitcoin software. And one of the things that you can do with the software is you can actually add Bitcoins into the network. You can generate it. Now, Johnson was telling me that he figured out that if he ran his computer for two years straight doing this generation thing that he might be able to generate like 50 bitcoins so it's not a cost-effective thing at all you in order to do it's this it's not intended to be it's it's not right. you know it doesn't really require the the generation they make it hard to generate them so that few people will do, do so. it right I, yeah right i tried this and i gave up real quick because i i did not want my computer processor cranking out 24 hours right. a day you use your computers yeah exactly so uh, for me, that wasn't right. But if I want to get Bitcoins, I can just go and buy them or I can provide a service and be paid yep. in Bitcoins. They started out at a fraction of a penny and now they're over a buck. Not quite. They're approximately 80, I believe. I think oh, wait, they no. went over a buck then. Oh, you're right. I think, it, I think you're right, Mark. I think it may be 80, like for one Bitcoin, it's worth, uh, I don't have it in front of me. It's just around, I think it's either 87 cents for uh, for one bitcoin or 0.8 uh bitcoins for $1 or one of those Something two yeah. like it's close it's I mean, it's close to being on par with uh, with the US dollar at this they've point seen, they've seen an incredible amount of appreciation right and that's in what about 2 years maybe of operating i couldn't Two-ish. tell you how long they've been two around years. as i recall from my conversation with gavin it has it has not been that long that bitcoin's been around and so now it's kind of catching on you know the, the people are seeing this as a viable alternative to provide payments for folks and to avoid using the government currency, which I think is, is very valuable on its own. And clearly other people agree. That's why the value of it has has risen. But when I first looked at Bitcoin, I was you know pretty skeptical, like, well, OK, great. What can I buy with this? OK, great. People gave me Bitcoins because I've I've been given a few Bitcoins from folks over the last couple of years just for fun. Oh, I like this Bitcoin here. Have some. Uh, and so I've got some of them. And I went to the Bitcoin website several months ago to kind of get an idea of what was available. Who's offering their products and services? What can uh, I buy with Bitcoin? Right, uh, with Bitcoin. And there's some web service providers out there, uh, technical kind of services that are available, like hosting and stuff like that. You can get that with, with Bitcoin. But there really wasn't much beyond the kind of realm of, like, Internet Techno Geek. Which makes sense because Bitcoin's That's where the, the, early those are adopters, be the early adopters, right? Right. People well, that, that understand. Yeah. Not only that, but providing you an internet service is not going to uh, cost. It, it might cost them time, but not necessarily money to to buy something with with dollars and then uh, take uh, bitcoins for it. Right. They're providing service rather than a product, for instance. Yes. So now I come across something that I think is uh, is pretty interesting because it really gives a good example of how this anonymity software – and there's different software that you'll have to work with for this. I'll explain. Uh, can really make things interesting uh, as far as this Bitcoin is concerned, as far as the black market is concerned. And I'm talking about drugs. Uh, SilkRoadMarket.org is the website that gives you kind of an introduction to – what is possible now the silk road marketplace is an anonymous marketplace it is starting with drugs but they're going to add other things in like weapons um and other oh, items goodness. that may be very very difficult to trade in like you can't go to amazon and buy a gun you can't go to ebay and buy a gun you certainly can't go to ebay and buy lsd so uh this is a service that will allow people to sell things without any kind of identifying information there's no way to trace who is using this service. And so allow me to explain. Uh, SilkRoadMarket.org, the website, they are setting their marketplace up in Tor. So when you go to SilkRoadMarket.org, it actually gives you instructions on how to get to the Silk Road Market. It's not on their website. 
it's on an anonymous web browsing service called Tor. Now, we've talked about Tor in the past, and it always seemed that Tor was always, you know, just most useful for, like, sharing bomb-making information and uh, pornography of a questionable nature. Uh, who's we? I've never been there. I don't know anything about Tor. Who's we? We've I, talked about it in the past. No, we've talked I'm about it. I'm certain we've I, talked I, about yeah, it. We've talked of, about Tor. I just don't, you know, yeah. I, I thought you said that we've gone and checked it out. And I I'm didn't like, say I, that. Okay. Uh, nope. I haven't checked out tour i don't know anything about i have it. checked out tour and it was uh, it was my understanding that tour is most useful for people that want to keep things anonymous and there's certain things that people would want to keep anonymous mm-hmm. uh, but now I've tested it yeah right so vine it's really slow yeah it's very slow <laughs> because the way tour works and i'm certainly i'm sure i'm going to butcher this uh but tour is essentially an anonymized peer-to-peer proxy server proxy server where and, and that means what wayne well, it means that when you send a web request, a request for a web page, rather than it going from directly from your computer to that site, what it will do is it will bounce through several other servers. So by the time it gets to that site, it doesn't know who you are. In other words, the it may, site can't identify you. Yes, the site can't identify you, and it may even think you're from Germany rather than from the United States. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very useful for people who are trying to do things to be an anonymous, either whether they're, they're doing good or bad or, or in between. Sure. It's not necessarily something that has to be used for nefarious purposes. Yeah. It's just it, interesting. It's I, just, I found. Right. It's a protection service, essentially, for, for people on the Internet. And uh, that's pretty cool on its own. But now they have got the, the Silk Road. And we'll tell you a little bit more about how it works or ostensibly how it works because it's brand new. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of paranoia uh, paranoia around it. Is this the feds uh, that are operating this? More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give to you for free. I like our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com to get there and get interactive uh, again wiki.freetalklive.com hostgator is a worldwide leader for web hosting they make it easy for you to get your own com domain name or dot anything for that matter you create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates they've got more than 4500 templates and it's easy for you to make your own website whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you if you do you'll get a 99.9 percent uptime guarantee a 45 day money back guarantee 24 7 technical support and if you use the portal that we've created for you hostgator.freetalklive.com you'll get your first month completely free also hostgator knows that uh, that you've come through free talk live and uh, that it makes them feel comfortable comfortable about the advertising they've done here 
HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com for all that have used HostGator. Thank you very much. And for all that are thinking about it, please start your website and use HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. All right. So the toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. We're talking about alternative currencies in the digital world, specifically the Bitcoin, which is the only one I know of. Maybe there are some competitors out there now. I'm not sure. But uh, Bitcoin's had its profile. Bitcoin has had its profile raised over the past uh, couple of years. They've not really been around that long, but it's a distributed uh, peer-to-peer anonymous digital currency. And now there, one of the issues at, at first was, well, you couldn't really buy anything with it. People were trading the Bitcoins for the purpose of trading Bitcoins, and there really wasn't much going on. People started selling services like uh, web hosting and other things like that online that they could sell for Bitcoins, and that's good. That was moving things in the right direction. And now we're starting to see uh, a new realm open up, and that is uh, the black market. And I think that Bitcoin may be positioned to actually kind of revolutionize the, uh, the black marketplace. Because one of the hallmarks of the black market, unfortunately, is... Well, crappy quality and crappy service. Uh, you buy black market goods, you take a risk. You don't know what you're getting. Right. Drug dealers don't care if they give uh, stepped on and uh, even dangerous material in some cases. Some drug dealers care, but there are plenty of them that don't. Indeed. And so you never know what you're going to get really in the in the black market world. And service is unreliable at best, typically, and prices are exorbitant. And dangerous at worst. Uh, right. And, the, and there's a lot of dangers surrounding the black market and kind of the violence that, uh, that black marketeers will use in some cases to protect their territories and that sort of thing but what happens when the internet gets involved in the black market how does that change because we've seen how the internet has changed the regular marketplace I mean, we talk about amazon uh, and how there's just tremendous opportunity for people to do business there uh, and sell their products it's changed how regular businesses do their business uh, the, the internet has changed how they do their business absolutely so it's inevitable that the internet would change how the black market uh, does business but one of the things with the, with the internet is well generally things are traceable so it's it's hard to do black market activities if you can you know see who's doing what and so now we have this new anonymous currency the bitcoin uh combining that with an anonymous uh, web surfing method which is tor and you get yourself what they call the silk road now of course as i'm talking about it on the air the silk road appears to be down i cannot access the site so maybe it's over before it even uh, really got started but it's still an idea and it's still worth talking about yeah it's still an idea and who knows maybe it just to be a, it might be a temporary outage because i i installed tor last night to check this out um, just to see if it was if it was there and it was it was so it was there as of uh, as of last night and the idea is that you would, uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about it, you can go to silkroadmarket.org. That's silkroadmarket.org. And it's going to be, or the, the vision that they have for the site is that anything could be sold here. Whatever you want to sell or buy could be sold here. It's starting on illegal drugs like uh, mushrooms and MDMA and cannabis. Uh, but they also they added a, a section for weapons. There's an other section, and it's likely that you're going to see more expansion. There are 151 registered users, currently 38 listings, and so far they claim that there have been 28 transactions to date. So this is a very new idea. But the concept is that you would browse to this website through the Tor system, 
Now, silkroadmarket.org, anyone can go to, and then they give you instructions on how to actually get to the market, which is, like, if you actually look at the link, it's this weird link. It's just a bunch of numbers and characters put together with a dot onion at the end of it. That's a tour link. So tour links don't look anything like what you're used to seeing. You can't remember a tour link to give to somebody. You just have to pass it around or, or write it down or something like that because it's, it's an anonymous service. Or copy and paste it. Right. So you go to this website and then there's some instructions on how to how to do this. And apparently the Silk Road is all, is not only operating as a marketplace in that they're allowing people to list items for sale, but they are apparently also performing an escrow service. Now, an escrow service is going to be very important in this this kind of a transaction because one of the the really useful parts about eBay is that sellers can have a reputation and that you know who it is that's selling to you and that if the seller screws you over, you can you know register that with eBay and, and there's ways to kind of protect the buyer and the seller when everything's open and on, on the up and up. But when everybody's anonymous, when the buyers are anonymous and the sellers are anonymous, there's a bit of an extra added risk to those transactions. I've heard that there's some kind of uh, not brokerage accounts, but uh, escrow accounts that, that one can can use in, in order to wait until one gets one's item. So if you yeah, that's the purpose of an escrow account, yeah. uh, and the, and that's what I'm saying. Silk Road is actually providing that apparently uh, with this with their service. So the idea behind an escrow, for those that don't know, is that you let's say you were to engage in this transaction, you would want to buy something from the Silk Road. You would agree to purchase it from the uh, the seller. The uh, you would then send money to this escrow, this middleman essentially, mm-hmm. somebody that's a trusted third party. Of course, no one knows who's running the Silk Road. So whether they're trusted or not is another question. Well, their reputation should increase over time. Exactly. We're not talking about big dollar uh, purchases here necessarily. So you send the money to the escrow agent. The escrow agent then will report to the the seller, okay, so-and-so sent their money in. So the seller knows that the money is now on hold waiting for them. And it's then the seller's responsibility to ship the, the package. And so the package is shipped. And then once the buyer reports that the package has been received, the uh the escrow agent releases the funds to the seller. So it's a way to help. What's, what's the charge? I don't know. I haven't gotten that, that deep into it, Mark. Um, it's a good question. But nonetheless, it, that, that kind of thing will help alleviate some of the concerns about getting ripped off uh, through this service. And indeed, people will be able to, from what I understand, leave feedback for these, uh, these sellers, these anonymous sellers uh, on the Silk Road. And I just think this could be it. I mean, this could be the, the killer application for Bitcoin because finally you're moving out of the realm of services like providing web uh, hosting to actual physical products being sold, products that are normally fairly difficult to attain. You know, the black market, if you don't know anybody selling LSD, then you can't buy it. Uh, of course, there's going to be a lot of questions about the quality. Is there going to, you know, is this the real deal? It or? could eliminate a lot of the danger. I mean, you know, people are, people are, somebody's listening to this and they're horrified. Oh my God. I can't believe you're talking about how people can go about purchasing drugs on the Internet. But think about this for a second. Many people will purchase drugs regardless of whether or not that's talked about on the um, the radio. Mm-hmm. And those people are going to have to go, in a lot of cases, to bad sections of town, deal with Risky. people. Yeah, deal with people who, you know, may or may not decide, eh, I, instead of giving them something for their, maybe they're out of product, I'll just beat them up and take their money. Or get or, shot. Right. Or, the, or folks that know who's, what, who, what people are going to that particular door for can lay in wait. 
beat them up before they get to the door. It's all kinds of violence. Right. There's all kinds of violence around the black market. And, uh, the, you know, one of the, the goals of, uh, of, of us on Free Talk Live when we talk about things like this is to minimize the harm that is done. And this is a huge danger that surrounds the black market. I just think that from a larger perspective, this is an example of something that was is really useful. I mean, this is a useful service, allowing people to trade in whatever they want online completely anonymously. Buyer and seller are totally anonymous, and you've got plausible deniability. If all of a sudden, you know, somebody shows up with a package uh, full of marijuana at your front door, what's that? I didn't order that. I, I have nothing to do with this. More coming up here at 800-259-923. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, Don't forget, you can visit us again, freetalklive.com, and support the show if you'd like. By becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations across the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up using any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website at amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum, podcast, and more. That's, once again, amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And we would appreciate it. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And get ready. The biggest freedom-themed event of 2011 is happening this summer from June 20th through the 26th. Will you be there? We will. Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live at the 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival. The Free State Project puts it on. It does it every single year. And every year it just keeps getting better with hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people coming together to the same place, Rogers Campground, in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, to experience each other's company, to enjoy being around other like-minded folks and and do uh, everything from uh, engage in family fun activities to parties to campfires, uh, live musical performances, speeches, panel discussions, agorism in action. Porkfest has something for everyone who loves freedom. So get registered today at porkfest.com. P-O-R-C is in porcupine, porkfest.com. And you can use our discount code, by the way, to save a little bit of money. Save 20% on your early bird registration. Go and put in the code FREETALKLIVE without any spaces to save that 20% on the already affordable I think it's $25 without the code. You drop that code in there, you're probably going to drop it down to 20 bucks. So use our code, FREETALKLIVE, all one word, and go to PORKFEST.com to get registered. It is going to be a blast. It always is, so I'm looking forward to it. We're talking about anonymous uh, purchases on the Internet. As uh, technology continues to advance, the whiz, t- uh, whiz kids out there are coming out with all kinds of interesting stuff to make the black market 
uh, a little bit a little bit more accessible to make the black market a little bit more accountable and because, a lot less dangerous yeah and a lot less dangerous and a lot more safe i was looking into this silk road market silkroadmarket.org is where you can learn more about it it's intended to be an anonymous marketplace, unlike eBay, uh, which – and I love eBay. I've been on eBay yeah, since nothing 1997. Nothing wrong with uh, the eBay and the way they run things. It, well, eBay prevents you from selling certain things, sure. and that's because eBay is afraid of law enforcement, and that's, so they don't want to be – their business, how they right. want to do it, though. They don't want to be associated with certain products. So if you want to get uh, things you can't buy on eBay, then uh, that's those are likely the things you're going to see show up on the Silk Road. So right now there are illicit drugs being sold there. Uh, there may be weapons sold there in the, the near future as well. Prescription drugs also being sold on the Silk Road marketplace. It's uh, relatively new. It's completely anonymous. You have to browse to it using an anonymized service called Tor, which is completely free for people to use. You just have to be patient with it because sometimes there are outages like right now. Maybe this website's up, but maybe I'm not able to reach it because somehow my node on the network is is obscured from it or, or whatever. Who knows? So I'm not able to reach the Silk Road at the moment. But that doesn't mean this won't continue on in the future, that this won't uh, become more popular in the future as uh, people continue to have good success rates with it Uh, because even though the system is anonymous people still kind of have accounts within this anonymous system and they will still be able to build a reputation uh, for their accounts that they're using to sell these products with so i was looking around just to kind of see if people have had success stories what are people's experiences so far because as of right now only 28 transactions have been made through the silk road likely because a lot of people are scared to death of of trying this uh you know what the potential consequences could be if they got caught uh, that's probably holding a bunch of people back. Also, holding people back is just the fear of uh, being ripped off and having somebody take their money. But there's the uh, there's the fact that uh, you don't actually pay the money direct to the seller. There's an escrow service that kind of uh, handles the transaction and makes it much more safe uh, for people to engage in this. But I did read one account where a gentleman ordered some uh, some MDMA, some ecstasy, through this service, and it was actually shipped from overseas. Uh, he ordered it. I think it sounded like he was in the U.S. or Canada, and he ordered it. Uh, it came from a country in Europe, and so what happened was apparently they sent a uh, like a like a birthday card or something like that, and on the inside of the birthday card they had taped the order of uh, the MDMA pills. And so they just shipped that through the regular old mail and sent it over to uh, the address provided in the United States by this person that, that ordered it. And, of course, so that, that neither leaves, individual knows who each other is. So that leaves me wondering, um, A, when does uh, the escrow you – know, when does the escrow agent know to release the funds? And what happens if the receiving party – Decides to be a crook and say they claim they never got they it. Claim they never got it, or that they got it and that it was uh, you know not as advertised or, or something damaged. That, yeah, something of that sort. Yeah. That's one of the problems uh, with the service. And what I was looking at last night is in their little frequently asked questions, they address that. If that comes up, they'll try to mediate between uh, the two parties. And, but if somebody's a crook, what are they going to? How are you going to mediate? Right. And worst case, I think they would. They said that they will either make a determination as the escrow agent mm-hmm. as to who deserves what, or you know, worst case, split the funds fifty fifty. Hmm. So again, in these transactions, you're not ordering billion, you know, a million pills or something like that. They're small, relatively small transactions. At this point, yeah. relatively low risk. Uh, at, but at the this same point. person, because it's anonymized, the same person could do the same trick over and over and over and over again. Yeah, that's a good point. But um, I suppose that. Uh, but how the, many mailing addresses does this person have? Yeah, that, it's the, it's about the mailing address, I guess. At that point, mm. 
Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm interested in your thoughts on this at 800-259-9231. I think it's exciting. I think that, uh, you know, and who knows? Who knows what ways they'll come up with to help, again, uh, make it so that risk is, is lessened over, you know, over the future. Uh, we'll certainly uh, let you know if, if more develops here. But Larry's on the line listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Larry. How you doing, boy? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, you know, I'm listening to your conversation tonight, and you know, this sounds like a website or exchange uh, set up by the CIA. Now, you got somebody like CIA that sets this up, and they find out, uh, maybe you, you're on your own online situation, they find out where you're living at, they find out where you work at, they find out how they can exploit you. But they can't prove the thing is, and that's that's a. I think it's a legitimate concern, and a lot of people are going to have it. Mm-hmm. But they cannot prove that you are the person who ordered this product because Tor has been around a lot longer than the the Silk Road. Has. But well, wait a minute. You're also forgetting the currency. There's two anonymized services involved here. One. Tor is the anonymized surfing client the, uh, that actually allows you to access the website. And two, the currency that is, is – on, the, there's only one currency that is accepted on this website, and it is the Bitcoin, which is a completely anonymous currency as well. So Anytime you make contact, boys. There, you can commit a crime. Well, there's no, I'm not saying there's no risk, contract. but follow me on this, Larry. If you order a product on the Silk Road and it's an illegal product – and the CIA agent ships out a hit of, of uh, blotter acid to you, and you, even if it's your name that's on this, you can, they cannot prove that you ordered it. And if you put a different name on it and send it to a different address, then you know, you're even more obscured from being the, the culprit. Well, so, I, I think if they prey on uh, just American subjects, and like they're preying on us already through the Internet and through Google, uh, that search engine that is a cyber terrorism in your home, uh, well, then uh, we don't have anything coming. I think the problem with uh-huh. us now is that we're too much engaged in uh, losing our cognition over a video machine and trying to uh, controvert uh, what's really going on. So I don't I understand what lost, you're saying. You're saying people are getting lost in the lost Internet? in the cyber world. <laughs> They're getting lost in the cyber world? They Some sure are. are. Some. And you know why I say that? Because one of my gals... She's been going this one place on the internet where you can have dates and everything and a nightclub and, right. and, and, and they closed the site down and then she was really disappointed, but she said how many credits she had built up. And she can use it when she signs up again, but she had to pay to get back. There's on, no please. doubt people. Uh, there's no doubt that people are hooked on uh, certain internet <laughs> addictions. And I thank you, Larry, for the call tonight. I mean, things like Second Life and uh, World of Warcraft. We've talked about internet uh, video. I'm sorry, game I wasn't addictions. paying attention. I was playing Farmville. <laughs> but you know, e- even sites like like Facebook suck a lot of your time. I up. spend a lot too Facebook, much time on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is uh, it, indeed Facebook is becoming the internet. Yeah. I, I find show prep through Facebook. It's true. I find some good show prep yeah, through Facebook. Excellent show prep because many of our listeners, uh, you know, not only do they listen to the show, but they're active and looking for, for stories like like we talk about on the air. And they'll they'll put them on their Facebook and I see them and I so, keep them for show prep. Anyway, what I was saying earlier about the uh, the MDMA, the guy that had the success story, he got MDMA from Europe. Remember how we talked in the past? MDMA is better in Europe because there's uh, you can test it in Europe legally without risk. And so that has increased the quality of the MDMA. So you actually end up getting better product through this online anonymous service in theory than you would if you did find a dealer on the streets. So the, the quality is better. Harm reduction as a result of anonymized services on the Internet. It's great. Anyway, our... 
What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more. Visit freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Now, we've been talking about alternative currencies here, and uh, there's other news in the world of alternative currencies. We spent quite a bit of time last hour talking about Bitcoin and how it is on the rise as far as it being a a viable alternative currency for online anonymous purchases. But you can even use it for non-anonymous purchases as well. Uh, So Bitcoin having some success. And obviously gold and silver are longtime favorites in the world of alternative currency. It's something you can hold in your hand, something that has uh, intrinsic value in that gold and silver are used in the marketplace in various industrial uh, capacities. And it's very unlikely that those uses are going to disappear anytime soon. So there will always be some value. An ounce is an ounce. There. Correct. And uh, so gold and silver, apparently there's some news out of Utah, Mark, that you were going to share with us. Uh, Some positive news coming from the state government there regarding a possible alternative, like officially endorsed alternative currency. This hasn't gone um, all the way through, but it has – you know, been made it through the house, and I think the there, I, I I don't know the way that it read. It didn't seem like it uh, like it had to go through the Senate. I don't know. Let me let me read the story to you. It's from uh, blogs.forbes.com. dot mm-hmm. Two thousand miles away from Washington, Utah sent a strong message yesterday that the nation's monetary system is dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. A bill authorizing gold and silver as legal tender. Past the state house and with the governor's signature will become law. So it doesn't sound like it has to go through any kind of Senate. I don't know if they don't have a bicameral mm-hmm. set up there. I'm not sure. This pushback against the Federal Reserve was truly a bottom up effort initiated by a group of activists and two freshman legislators keenly aware that the debt based dollar is a significant drag on the U.S. economy. And it paves the way for more grassroots efforts to challenge the status quo and Ben Bernanke. Something previously unthinkable. Mm-hmm. And this is true. This is previously unthinkable. That a state government would do something like this? The state government would authorize an alternative currency based in gold and silver is absolutely unthinkable. Which a is legal of tender ago. in that state. Yep. So they can even pay taxes with it. Well, it'd be legal tendered pretty much anywhere. There's really no, um, there's no 
governing body that is making gold and silver, and I don't know how they're going to do it, quite frankly. Well, that make- doesn't mean they'll be minting it. That just means it's legal tender. They could. They could mint it, but but it's legal tender, which means that they'll accept it. In, for in, any for, debts, for public any and debts. private. Yes. Yeah. Public, uh, including property taxes. I don't know. It's very interesting. What Presumably. It's you know what? How do you, how do you exchange it? If you have an ounce of gold, is it? it it's obviously they're not going to call it a certain amount. I mean, well, an ounce of gold is now fourteen hundred dollars. Well, Even probably, in law, they couldn't do that. Yeah, no. yeah, but they'll probably look at what what the spot price of gold or silver is that day and calculate uh, it based on that that day. There would need to be a premium on it. It's, it's not free to mint a coin. Uh, spot is based on you know large quantities of uh, you know stuff in big bars and things. And anyway. In addition to recognizing gold and silver coins as money, the Utah Sound Money Act provides a credit against their capital gains tax liability and instructs a legislative committee to study the establishment of an alternative legal tender system in the state. Hmm. This legislation is not only a response to the decline of the dollar, but also rooted in the founders' idea about money, ideas about money which is inscribed in uh, Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution, no state shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender in payment of debts. The federal government abided by this for most of the nation's history. Using hard money in one form or another, the last breaking point was Nixon's 1971 measure to suspend the international convertibility of the dollar to gold, a move of desperation that was supposed to be Temporary, but grew into a policy on its own, in, in its own right, defined by the economic micromanagement of the Federal Reserve. I want to point out, we what we say on the show, and this is true, is that ninety-seven percent of, or something like that, of the value of of the dollar's value has been lost since nineteen thirteen, when the Federal Reserve Act was passed. When the Federal Reserve Act was passed. Now, I don't know the exact number. I didn't look this up beforehand because I didn't think about this until just now. But since they're talking about Nixon here, it's something like ninety-two percent of the dollar's value has been lost since nineteen seventy-one, mm-hmm. when this, uh, when, when Richard Nixon did. Exactly Exactly what they're saying here. So once it was the the last tether was was snapped to the dollar um, from gold gold to the dollar. That's when you saw the the, the yep. dollars just plummeted since then. Yep. And there, there was a big period of inflation in the seventies, and the only yep. reason why the dollar didn't collapse by nineteen eighty was that they decided. The, the the dollar was worth saving at the time, and they ra- they raised interest rates at twenty percent to break the back of inflation. And if they hadn't done that, the dollar probably would have gone bye bye much sooner. Yeah. And now it's the world's reserve currency, and they're well, they're printing a whole whole bunch of them, and I think that it could be really disastrous, as does apparently the the, the legislators in Utah. So that's pretty interesting. And you said that one of the provisions was that they'll have to they're going to look at creating a system to accept gold and silver, which yeah. they would have to do, right? Because essentially every if they're going to make it legal tender, which means that it it is accepted for all debts, public and private. Uh, then that means they will have to have some sort of official method of accepting it. They'll mm-hmm. have to be able to, you know, to be certain that what they're getting is point nine 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 fine or whatever it is that they're being paid in, and that means that all the government bureaucrats that are normally used to taking cash will have to be retrained in order to be able to identify and take gold and silver. That alone seems like a fairly bureaucratic and un- unfortunately expensive task. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's it's an interesting 
concept. Yeah, it certainly is. If they, you know, if they have some kind of system for, because that's something they're going to have to deal with. They have to deal with counterfeiting. They have to deal with dilution. There, there mm-hmm. certainly are fourteen carat coins out there that somebody would try to pass off as pure gold. These, these things are issues. How much is a gold coin worth? Because spot value is what everybody would like to believe the gold a gold coin is worth. It's simply not. No, it's worth what it sells for. Well, that much is true. And there's a premium, some kind of premium on on the gold. So you could have this uh, rare gold coin of which there are only a few in existence. That's going to be significantly more valuable than a gold coin, say, like a, a, a U.S. silver or U.S. gold eagle. No, is this p- past veto proof or it still requires the signature of the It requires the signature executive. of the governor. So but, we will see on this. I mean, but it still as remains I said, to be this seen. was a grassroots effort passed by two freshman um, House members. That says to me that well, you know, everybody else is like, well, why not accept it? I guess, yeah. You know, what, what's the reason? Well, I, why would pe- I stand in the way of this? Right. People must be seeing the value in the idea of having alternative currency today. So that's pretty cool. And the fact that this is being done by a state is significant because, as we speak, the Liberty Dollar trial is going on. That's correct. And and uh, he was a private individual who a group that started this thing, and, and they became very successful. And the feds went after him and shut him down. Now, uh, I don't know what they, if they'd be able to do the same thing against a state government. By the I, way, the latest I would think not. They can't. I mean, it's it's constitutional what they're doing. Since you bring up the uh, Liberty Dollar trial, I wanted to remind folks they can go to Liberty for free. Liberty the number four and free, and then right at the top there's a link to uh, the latest Liberty Dollar trial news. Well, I guess it's it's a a few days old at this point, but there's a, a lady who is uh, attending the trial and, and reporting back as to all the questions that are being asked and answered during the, the trial. And a very important trial, by the way. Absolutely. It's going to determine uh, a lot about whether or not alternative currencies will be viable uh, for the future and as far as them avoiding being raided by the, uh, the Federal Reserve. And to go back to the Bitcoin, this can't happen to the Bitcoin because it's completely distributed. It's, uh, it's completely anonymous, the peer-to-peer, the whole network. There's a network of possibly thousands of computers that are connected together to uh, create this currency. So there's no way that the feds can go and target one office and take the whole thing offline like they did with the Liberty Dollar. There's also e-gold, and there's a few different... Um, uh, e-gold's under attack, too, aren't they? Aren't there, there an e-gold. founders in trouble? Yeah, you're right. You're right. But there's a few others, too. There's e-bullion. There's um, goldmoney.com, for example, hmm. which uh, keeps their stuff off out of the United States. Smart. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that we may see more of that with gold and silver. It's sort of distributed uh, safe houses, basically, instead of it all being in one mint or one uh, vault like it was with a Liberty Dollar, having it in different uh, locations. And there's a bank called Everbank, which is based in Florida, but they're online, and, and you can open up a, an account in another currency, and they also have a Metal Select account, which really? you can open it up in gold or silver. I might have to check that one out. Not familiar with that. All right, more coming up here. Your thoughts, welcome, uh, alternative currency, or whatever it is you want to discuss, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. You can enjoy our website completely free, so head over to freetalklive.com. To do that, you can enjoy our webcam there. It's one of the many features that we give to you there. Totally free. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to pull that up and get access to our chat room as well because it's built into the same page. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners as you watch and listen to the show at cam.freetalklive.com. The Cam brought to you by Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. If you work in the industry where they use optical transceivers, this is the place to buy them. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. I've gone to the website. I've looked. In fact, they are up to 99% off of list price. They also have customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In some cases, they can get the private labeling done that evening and still ship it out to you the next day. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. Let's continue to take your phone calls about what you want. Drew is listening in Arizona. Drew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hi, everybody. Uh, I wanted to call in and and share an idea that we've been working on out here in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Just similar to what you're talking about tonight. And basically uh, a spin off of Shire Silver. We were really excited about Shire Silver, but... Uh, it's it's difficult to trade that or barter that locally here in Phoenix because people are not as aware of what it is, and it's not uh, it's you can't prove to somebody that it's silver. It yeah, I had, that was one of my objections with the Shire Silver. Uh, it's, it's something that a, an activist came up, or I guess a group of activists came up with here in New Hampshire. And my first immediate response when I saw one was, how the hell do I know this is silver? Because essentially it's a little uh, plastic card with a piece of metal embedded into it. It's kind of a clear plastic. You can see pretty. that there mm-hmm. is a piece of metal there. Yeah, the graphics look nice it's as well. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's, you know, there are going to be a bunch of good ideas that come first before one that actually sticks. And I don't, I don't really feel like Shire Silver is going to, uh, to stick uh, because of that issue. It's like, I don't, how do I know this isn't a piece of an aluminum can uh, that has been put in this <laughs> yeah. uh, in this card so i totally understand where you're coming from what is it that uh, you guys came up with so instead of using strips of silver we started putting in pre-1965 90 percent dimes so Mm. i just laminate it's the same thing it's a business card size it's laminated and inside is a dime that is 90 percent silver coin silver junk silver they call it Mm -hmm. and to people in the freedom movement more so than average individuals understand and are already educated to what that dime is worth or that it is 90% silver and that's valuable. Today, as we speak, that dime is worth $2.50. So with Very interesting. Dimes, I- Just to point yeah, out, my first thought about that is that that's, that's useful because it's, it keeps it separate from the rest of the pocket change. That was one of my... Yeah. Like somebody gave me one of these pre-1960... Wait, is it? Four. 1964 Five, and, four, yeah. and beyond. It's 1964 and earlier, right? So dimes in 1964 Correct. qualify as uh, 90% but silver. the problem is they're not making any more of those, so your, your supply is limited. That's, I guess that would hmm. be my only objection to it. There is, there is that, um, and we've experienced that locally. We bought a bunch of dimes and started doing this, and then we went to the coin store and said, okay, we'd like more, and this is right as silver started shooting up to 35 about two weeks ago. And the gentleman that we were purchasing from had run out. Now, there are other stores that have them, 
You're, you're right. There is. I know that Midas back. Resources has them. You can go to a silver.freetalklive.com. At least the last time I looked, Mark. Yeah, they've got a thousand dime bag that they'll send you. Right. So they've got a, a boatload of them there. And again, that's silver.freetalklive.com. I so think these are great, uh, great form of currency too. I know, but I love how you keep it separate by laminating it and making it, sh- sh- making sure people are aware. This is special. This isn't just your average dime. There's a reason why it's been laminated. Yeah. That's right. And also, your average person is not going to know what that old dime is. Really worth they think it's just worth 10 cents right. still so by having it in a card you can kind of put um, information around it put too. information right. around you it. can put information yeah. on how much what what the silver content is because most of the many of those dimes have been worn to some extent and they have sort of this this functioning number um and i think it's point uh, I, I can't remember what it is, but they have some kind of number that they uh, they have of mm. of an ounce of silver, of a troy ounce of silver, and you know so then you can quantify that you can get spot so, the spot price of that day. You know, use it against that, um, you know, that number, and then you'll come up with what it's worth. Hey, well, uh, along those lines, uh, one of the, and you're right about it. You keeping it separate. You know, if someone gave me a quarter, you know, that's another good point. A quarter, a three sixty four quarter is worth like six seventy or something. So, you know, again, these are these are small uh, values that are easily barter. You can barter with say, sure. for lunch or for whatever product or service. But again, getting back to the idea of you know putting that dime in your pocket, you're just going to mix it up with all your other stuff and not you know remember which one it is. So we put it in the card, and like you were saying, on the back we have information, and we have to assume a price, uh, a spot price, so we just say $30, and this is what the dime will be worth at $30. This is what a quarter is worth at $30. And on some of them, we have larger charts that go through 50-cent pieces, some, some of the 40% silver coins that have come out, the quarters from like 65 to 71 or something like that. Yeah, there's like a that. few of those. So, so it is an educational thing. So you know, here in Arizona, I've made sure to give it, sell them to activists, and have them go out and just explain it to people, mm-hmm. and so it's a good educational tool. Do you find anybody uh, get it being reticent to uh, you know? Because if somebody put thirty on there, the first thing that I'm going to be thinking of is, well, what's what's silver worth today? You know, and um, obviously right now it's worth uh, thirty four dollars um, an, an ounce. But yeah. you know, so at that point you're giving up. Six, four to six dollars. I mean, it was up to thirty-six, um, almost. Well, it's just a suggested, uh, like, if silver is worth. You're, you're saying you've got a chart there that says if silver is worth thirty, then this is worth this. If silver is worth forty, then then the dime is worth X. Is that that's what you're doing, right? Right. Unlike Coinflation.com, I can't have an app. You know, I can't sure. count it up or enter in the spot price. So we just picked the base price. And actually, we've made some some newer ones since we picked thirty-five on those because the price is going up, and we thought, yep. well. You know, they're going to this trade show to be hopefully used. Uh, we'll put 35 on there because that's what the price was last weekend. Now, how much effort are you putting in? I mean, how difficult is it to put a dime in this card? And, and, and can anyone go on, on the web somewhere to see what this looks like? Uh, they sure can. Um, the, at the moment, I, I wanted to just briefly mention, this kind of stemmed out of a project that my friend Nick uh, Barnett was working on where they built a calculator application for your smartphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he called and told us about that. Yeah, he called in before about this, and the idea there was, okay, so we've got this great calculator, but I'm not going to pull my junk silver out of the safe and go spend it. Well, if I put it in a card form, I'm more likely to leave it in my wallet, and then if I do want to try to barter with it, we could go do that and mm-hmm. you know, we'll see if it happens. We actually went today driving around uh, trying to find somebody who would trade with us or do some business with us. Nick tried to get a haircut. We tried to buy a 40 <laughs> from a grocery or from a convenience store that... They, they, these stores have signs outside that say, we buy gold. Now they're trying to buy loose 
jewelry gold and melt it down. Right. But we figured since they had the sign, they at least understand that gold and silver is valuable. Mm-hmm. We might be able to start a conversation with them and see if they'd sell us whatever. For How'd that go? Time. It didn't go well at all. Mm-hmm. The gentleman at the haircutting place uh, just he bought gold. He, he would buy jewelry gold from you and melt it if you wanted to sell it to him. And he understood that the silver dimes were silver dimes and they were worth what we said they were worth. But he was too afraid of the tax man and doing a haircut and doing business oh, with this and bartering with it because it's not going to show up on his, you know, so his bottom sad. line. Of his, of his, people of his are so spot. frightened so, to, to live like free people. I'll tell you what, Drew, if you can hang on and want to know more about this, you said there's a website. We'll get to that here in a moment. Can you stick with us? Yes, thanks. All right, more with Drew here in a moment. Uh, 800-259-9231. This is what we need. We need people to get out there and innovate new ideas yep. to get alternative currencies like gold and silver or whatever, Bitcoin, into people's hands to get away from the Federal Reserve note. It's one of the only ways you can keep the value that you've earned in life. It's Free Talk Live. The 59th Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida, is coming March 19th. See Porsche, Corvette, Ferrari, Jaguar, BMW, Mazda, Acura, Audi, and many other world-class racing teams battle in America's toughest road race as Sebring hosts the first race of the Intercontinental Le Mans Cup in 2011. Gates open Wednesday, March 16th. Order your tickets today by calling 800-626-RACE or visit SebringRaceway.com. See the cars and stars in the American Le Mans Series, driver autograph sessions, vintage race cars, and visit the Party Zone. Featuring a spring break bikini contest. Up and coming bands Selby, Jumpman, Alluvion, Selena Jordan, and DJ Scotty B. Presented by GoMobileWeb.com. Four days of family fun at Sebring and children's club and under admitted free. Get all the info at SebringRaceway.com. The 59th Annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. Presented by Fresh from Florida. March 19th is the date. Sebring is the place. Order your tickets at SebringRaceway.com. Brought to you in part by Budweiser, Jaguar, and Michelin. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And uh, joining you this evening, it is Ian and Wayne and Mark talking about alternative currencies. We're going to continue that discussion here in a moment. But you need to know that Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections. They do early outbilling and they purchase charged off receivables. They know that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and they have the best equipment that money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. We're going back to Drew, listening in Arizona. Drew, who's one of the guys behind the Cop Block uh, podcast, which is a great little uh, great little show that uh, keeps people informed as to some of the awful police abuses that go on in this country on a weekly basis. Uh, Drew, are you back with us? Yeah. Okay, uh, Drew. A quick, quick note about the Cop Block podcast. I'm not really as involved as Nick is. I just helped him get it set up and learn the, the technical side of how to podcast and i just want to compliment it because it's exploding and actually is, is i guess it's not viewership but his listenership is trending upwards on the podomatic website oh fantastic uh, so, so it's yeah it's, and so i think you know thank you for the opportunity to be on lrn and that you know help get that podcast out to more people and so that people are getting this good i guess it's not good police accountability news yeah. 
it's a good it's a good report it's it's well done uh but the news is certainly not good so we're talking about alternative currencies and you guys have come up with a neat idea up there and you kind of uh, borrowed an idea that uh, some of the activists in new hampshire had come up with which had a few holes in it and uh, you've kind of come up with something that i think just right out the gate sounds a lot better uh you've taken pre-1964 or 1964 and prior uh dimes which are 90 percent silver and you're laminating them in some sort of a card stock i'm not sure how you're doing going about that but um and then you're actually you're including information on the card about what this is that it is silver it's mostly silver and that here's its value uh, essentially and you're getting out the you're getting out the word about gold and silver specifically silver and i think it's i think it's interesting you said there's a website where people can go to take a look at this uh well there's a website it's, that's mainly more about the application itself, but you can see a few YouTube videos on that site on the mm-hmm. About page. And um, the website is whatisthiscoinworth.info. So I don't know, it's a bit long, but uh, we, we, we think it's catchy enough. So whatisthiscoinworth.info. And we, we got excited about this idea, and we thought about opening up a storefront and selling these. And, and then we realized, I think we'd rather keep the silver ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it, it's been a... It, it's been a fun process, you know, doing this and learning about it. And to plug Shire Silver, we got all the information from their site. They've essentially open-sourced what they're doing, and we're using the same laminate they use. We're mm. using the same card size. We got most of that information from them. You know, I bought some, and that was kind of when this started. I, I ordered some online. I just wanted to hold on to it and look at it and think about it, and that's how this idea developed from Shire Silver. And the neat thing that we've done, and we're really excited about Porkfest because we're going to take a bunch of these there and, that was going to be my next question for you because I think that you you'd mentioned before that you and Nick uh, you guys were going to come up to Porkfest and so I'm kind of excited to see what this uh, looks like in real life. Yeah, and and there are pictures and they are in the YouTube videos there on the site that you, so you can see them yourself. And I am selling them online on a website called LibertyTrade.net, which is a new site that's just developing, but it's a barter site. Uh, it's locally based here in Phoenix, more or less, and there's not a lot of products there, but. I, it's a neat site and another neat concept that kind of dovetails with what we're doing, so I decided to put some up there. So if people really wanted to get some online, they can, and I'd be happy to mail them. What you said earlier is so true. You know, what is the value of the silver, or what, is the spot value the correct value? No, the correct value is whatever somebody will pay for it. So on a lot of these cards, we did flashy images. We got a lot of end the Fed images because, you know, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. So one says end the Fed, and the other has... Thomas Jefferson pointing at yeah, you. Yeah, you know, I was I just looking at it here. At what is this coinworth.info? Uh, you click the about page, and there's the, the right there. It's a big picture of these. They're very, very cool. I mean, full color, nice looking, and like you said, different logos can be put on these, which uh, is really cool. So, right, we did a Ron Paul one because it was, you know, hat tip to Ron Paul. You mm-hmm. know, he's been on this issue for so long. Uh, and we actually got those to CPAC. And they were selling for a little bit more because it was CPAC, and the activists had to pay to fly to CPAC. And so, and people were excited about Ron Paul. So those went for a little more. And we went to a Tea Party event, and they go for more, you know, because I don't really like Tea Party people. But <laughs> you, 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 see, you see what I'm saying? That, you know, and amongst my friends, I definitely sold it to them for basically the cost mm-hmm. because I wanted them to have it. I Just wanted to get them it to out go there. out and show their friends. I sure. wanted them to, you know, use this as an educational tool. And so we've just been promoting it, you know, locally, you know, uh, a lot, but we, we really haven't tried to get it outside of that. But we did uh, mail a few to a few friends, and there's an event in New Hampshire, I think this coming weekend, a Nullify event. That's right. And we, we, we hope that a few might uh, surface 
at that event. Oh, cool. I'll keep my eyes open because Mark and I are actually going to be at that. You're talking about the Nullify Now event. It's going to be happening in Manchester, but it's not just a Manchester thing, Mark. There are several of these happening across yeah, the country. all across the country. Uh, uh, but, they're on a tour. Not on the same day, right? So it's no, going to go somewhere no, no, else. They, you go to different places. Well, and, yeah, and I'll wrap it up, but uh, the uh, George Donnelly is having a big event. I think it's two weekends from now. The Agora IO, the Unconference. We're going to be giving a little presentation about the calculator app and the idea of the barter cards that we've come up with and some of the other ideas. I mean, this idea has really become explosive, and we're having a hard time keeping up with it all. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, there's a lot of neat ideas, and we're looking for people's feedback so we can just, you know, we, 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 want, we, we want to open sources because I can't afford to buy every pre-64 dime on the planet. So I'm trying to figure out how to encourage other activists to do something similar. And we've already seen somebody, uh, John Bush down in Austin, is going to emulate what we're doing because he likes it so much. So, How much time does it take to put one of these things together? I mean, you've got the, uh, these certain little laminate materials you've ordered, and obviously there's, there's some time involved in this, right? Like, how long would it take you to make one of these cards? Well, I don't want it, we, we, we laughed at the trade secret, but literally our process is a card per minute. But uh, we had to... But we bought a new laminator, a smaller laminator specific for this. Um, we bought a, you know, some card punches, a hole punch, so it punches a, a good-looking hole in and a smooth hole in the card. We can we trim the corners. They call it a corner adjourner, and you trim the corners so they're rounded edges. So the card looks really nice, mm-hmm. and we've kind of had to buy these little tools and such. So we've got it down, and it really, Nick and I can sit here at his house over a couple, you know, over an hour and make a hundred of them, literally. I mean, it's, it, it's, it goes really fast once you start making them. The, the problem is, and this has actually been one of our cost issues, is if we just print a few sheets, so if you print one sheet of cards, it has 12 cards on it, it's 12 up, and that'll cost you 250 at Kinko's. If I could figure out how to print 100 sheets, and that'd be 1,200 cards, I could get that cost down at a professional print shop. Mm-hmm. The only problem is I don't have 1,200 dimes to commit to these cards. You know, yeah. So, so there's, there's a lot of risk involved in, in what we're doing, but it's, it's a lot of fun, and we think... What, what we really like about it, and oh, to get back to Shire Silver, is one thing we made sure to do on the new, new design we did was we put the actual weight of silver content on the back of the coin. So a, a dime has 2.25 grams of silver. Shire Silver is based in grams or 5 grams. 2.5 is not an easy number to work with, but you could, you could make them tradable or comparable or add them together if you wanted to buy a larger purchase. So again, getting back to Corpus, we're just really excited to see what the free market of Corkfest is going to do with this. You know, it's not really up to us. It's up to the free market. Sure. And and so we're just kind of excited to, to run through that experiment. I think it's a so, I think it's a neat product, uh, Wayne. I was going to ask you, what's stopping you from also doing quarters and 50, old 50 cent pieces? Because, yeah, the denomination will be different, but you'll have more supply of product that way, or potential. Oh, correct. And we, we have uh, we have put quarters in some cards. 50 cent pieces are a bit big. Yeah. We could... Uh, we were using standard-sized business cards. I couldn't tell you what its dimensions are, but then we shrunk it down to be the exact same size as Shire Silver. They're a bit smaller. They fit in your wallet nice. Right. At that size, the quarter will fit. A 50-cent piece won't really fit in there. But, yeah, we've done quarters, and we'd like to do more. The only issue we have with that is 
uh, we haven't been selling those as much because nobody wants to give us seven, eight bucks for a quarter. Right. They'd just rather give us a few dollars for a few dimes. The cost is an issue, and acquiring them is also an issue. But as we mo- we mentioned here, if you wanted to get a thousand of these things, these dimes, these pre nineteen sixty four or not pre nineteen sixty five dimes, they've got them over at uh, Midas Resources in quite a large supply, from what I understand. Silver.freetalklive.com. So. Yeah, the yeah. junk silver bags are still around. Correct. Silver.freetalklive.com. Drew, thanks for the update tonight. Neat idea, and like you said, it's open source, so hopefully some other people will run with it too thanks for the call more coming up you take control this is free talk live you can listen to free talk live on the radio via podcast the webcam and our live streams at freetalklive.com not enough options now you can listen to free talk live from any phone anywhere add this number to your phone 760-569-7752 it's a long distance call so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan the free talk live listen lines are airing the latest episode of free talk live 24 hours a day including our live shows call 760-569-7752 that's 760-569-7752 This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Go to freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features uh, that you'll find there. We give them all away. And those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their website. So, again, enjoy at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com. You get a list of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world, like, for instance, printing out flyers or business cards regarding Free Talk Live. Also, web banners, graphics that you can use. All of it free, of course. Promote.freetalklive.com. I want you to imagine... Uh, opening your front door and coming face to face with your identity thief, the criminal who wasn't content to just steal your bank accounts and use your credit cards. This guy knows where you live and he's staking out your house and watching your family. That's what Fox News reported on about one woman. Fortunately, she advanced warning from LifeLock. She said without LifeLock, she wouldn't have known the thieves were coming and added LifeLock services are legit. They do what they say. They'll do, and it's worth it. Now, I don't want any of you to suffer the personal and financial firestorm that identity theft brings. Protect yourself and your family with the same identity theft program that I use. LifeLock. LifeLock is the best, and it's guaranteed. So join me on my mission that none of you will fall victim to identity theft this year. I need you to call now because I was able to get you a 60-day bonus of LifeLock protection. Uh, I had previously told you that it's a 30-day bonus and, and the shredder. My mistake. That's uh, that's not available yet. You get a 60-day bonus of LifeLock if you go if you call this number at 800-242-2693. It's 800-242-2693. One more time, 800-242-2693 for LifeLock. All right, so uh, we're going to continue here taking your phone calls. We've been talking about silver, and if we get a chance, I've actually got, since we're on that topic, uh, I've had something in my show prep for a bit, eight reasons why silver is the investment of the decade. And I have to say that, Mark, uh, you've convinced me on this dime thing, especially with uh, Drew's call there talking about how it can easily be made, these 1964 and previous dimes, which have 90% silver in them, can be made into kind of like an alternative currency. And Wayne, you made a great point on the break. The Liberty Dollar people are under fire from the federal government on the idea that they're 
they were ostensibly trying to market their product as though it were U.S. currency, which of course they weren't. All of their marketing materials made it clear that this is not U.S. currency, and that's the reason why it's it's useful. Right. But, uh, but they it, were accused of that because they, it wasn't minted by the U.S. Mint, and and, right. and they were using it uh, a currency backed by it, and it was. It was, I think they were waiting for a, a convenient excuse, and, and actually, I think the the case against the Liberty Dollar is very weak. But despite that, I agree they, with you. But, but they're still having to go and defend themselves in federal court because yeah. of these, you know, bogus charges. But if people are trading in pre nineteen sixty four dimes, then those are U.S. That is or was U.S. currency, and so it's legal to call that a coin. It's legal mm-hmm. to there's no, there's no counterfeiting uh, concern. And from what I've heard right now, junk silver bags are are available, whereas the big demand has been silver eagles. That's what everybody seems to want, although Canadian maple leaves are just as good, really. But Eagles, I think, are a slightly larger premium uh, than maple leaves. And I yes. think it's because there's more Americans. Americans like American stuff. Sure, sure. Well, but- it's right. I was just over at uh, the gold, excuse me, silver.freetalklive.com website just to get a price check and uh, looked at the, you know, the spot price on silver. It's actually down slightly. It's up 10% from the last time I bought. I bought it around 30. Now it's at around 33 something, but it was at 36. So might be a good time to buy i certainly am going to i'm going to grab some of these dimes up there they've got the survival what they call the survival bag of a thousand dimes for around 2700 or just under uh 20 let's see 27 today's price uh 2790 or something like that that includes shipping. having a variety of denominations isn't a bad idea either though Ian. i think that if you're going to buy dimes for what they're using them for great but i think having a variety of denominations could be good in the future because having some quarters Maybe even a few fifty cent pieces, but mostly quarters and dimes is actually better. For- well, I've got ounces. Uh, I've got plenty of you know ounces of silver. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where to get quarters. So uh, well, the, the dimes junk, are there. The and- junk silver bags will have both dimes and quarters. Uh, well, these have dimes, so I, I like the idea of being able to break it down to a smaller. Uh, smaller denominations sure. it makes makes sense to me. I mean, if I want something larger, then I'll just pay with an ounce. Um, so to have two is better than just having ounces. Sure. So. I'm just thinking about if the dollar really does collapse and people are forced to use that, silver is going to go up very, very high. And so having a few d- different denominations could help, but I agree that dimes are probably the best thing to have at least a bag of. I like Midas. I trust them. Uh, I've done business with them before. They're the company that's behind syndicating this radio program, so I don't really feel that, that I need to go and hunt down some quarters when I can just get a few dimes instead. Sure. Uh, so anyway, that's what I'm going to do here. When the show's over, go to silver.freetalklive.com and take care of that. Uh, let's talk to, uh, to Chris in Wisconsin. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. There's not looting. Chris, that doesn't sound like Chris. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, we uh, want to actually talk to real human beings on this uh, this program. So uh, let's see. So here's a story from LouRockwell.com where they have the eight reasons why silver is uh, the investment of the decade. This according to Max Lavo. And we're going to skip by the introduction, just get right to the eight reasons. Number one, demand is not only up, but still rising. The U.S. Mint in the months of January and February sold as many dollars of silver as they sold dollars of gold. The Chinese used to export 100 million ounces of silver. They now import 112 million ounces. Yeah. And that's in a market that's a total of 800 million ounces or a 20% shift just in Chinese demand. Number two. Supply and delivery challenges for physical bullion. In a market that trades roughly 400 million paper ounces a day, when Sprott Asset Management was preparing to open their physical silver trust, they had difficulty acquiring just 15 million ounces. 
Other evidence from the U.S. Mint uh, further solidifies this point. The Mint recently advised potential investors that it can no longer coin the popular silver American eagle, saying that, quote, the United States Mint will resume production of American eagle silver uncirculated coins once sufficient inventories of silver bullion blanks can be acquired to meet market demand for all three American eagle silver coin products. They they don't have enough silver to make. And they had a record month in, in January. They, yep, they, sold more, they sold more than they ever have in one month. But they're not making new ones. They're selling right. out of old stock, right? Yeah, I think so. But uh, I, I know that in, in January, it probably was every, anything they had in stock, but it was just the, the, the demand was astronomical in January. Number three, technological demand for silver is increasing. In 2010, industrial production of silver was up 18% due to rising demand from the technology sector. Among other things, it's increasingly being used in computers, cell phones, and solar panels. Healthcare, alternative, and traditional is another market segment that will see silver demand increase because of its antibiotic properties. It's already being used in bandages, clothing, and medical devices. Number four, silver is closing the margin on the gold-to-silver ratio. Historically, though not in recent decades, silver has traded at an average ratio of about 16 to 1. And it's currently trading at about 40 to 1 and just recently was trading at nearly 70 to 1. If the historical ratio of gold to silver holds up, then if gold is priced at 1600 an ounce, silver would need to be trading at about $100. If gold were to trade at 3000 an ounce, a prediction made by several contrarian uh, precious metals analysts, silver would trade at 300 if the gold to silver ratio returned to its historical norms. It's hard to imagine silver trading at $300 an ounce. But there are so many people out there saying numbers like that. It's it's devastating well, to me to believe it. But it I, to think that I bought it at seven dollars an ounce and and still have some of those. It was over fifty dollars an ounce in, in nineteen eighty, and that was in nineteen eighty dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Wow, that's so crazy. If, yeah. if you change those out for dollars today, you're probably talking two or three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, so silver's not even at its all-time high right now, whereas gold is past its all-time high. There's a silver shortage. Number five, we've already discussed the supply issues that many investors taking large deliveries may be experiencing. But there's also a pricing disconnect occurring. That indicates supply problems, at least in the short term, are prevalent. According to analysts, forward-looking silver prices indicate that a silver, a silver shortage exists. The phenomenon of price backwardation is one way of being able to identify this. Though there are millions of ounces in the ground, backwardation can mean there's simply not enough of an asset available right now. Sprott, for example, says that when they purchased the aforementioned 15 million ounces of silver, some of it wasn't even minted until two weeks after they made the purchase, suggesting that existing inventory simply not available. Six, more paper money. As the U.S. Federal Reserve and central banks around the world continue to deal with fiscal issues through monetary means, more and more paper currency hits the global marketplace. As a result, more money is chasing fewer goods, with silver being one of those goods. Yep. For the reasons above, as well as the fact that there is more money available, the price of silver will continue to inflate just like other hard assets. Over the last of uh, over the last 100 years since the Federal Reserve was established, the U.S. dollar has lost some 95% of its value, and this is a long-term 100-year trend. And given the current policies of the Fed, which are no different than the policies of the last century, the U.S. dollar will continue to depreciate. Gold for Main Street. While an ounce is number seven, while an ounce of gold may cost $1,500, silver is significantly cheaper, giving working individuals and families the ability to invest without having to spend this month's mortgage on a coin. That's right. That, that means that uh, people that would otherwise be buy gold are now buying silver. It's in higher demand as, uh, as a result. And there's one more about crisis as well. If you want to read the full document, uh, it's over at lewrockwell.com. The article is titled, Eight Reasons Why Silver is the Investment of the Decade. And I'll put it in my uh, usual show prep links here. Here tonight so you can check out the rest of it but yeah it sounds uh, sounds pretty good to me <laughs> 
Anyway, we're out for tonight. Back tomorrow. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. All right. Um, you know, the, the this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Ian, uh, I've got you here. And we had talked previously. Um, it was last week. We'd, I'd uh, gone to the podcast listeners. I'd asked them to uh, if they needed a white shirt to go to paulfrederick.com, purchase their white shirt special they had there, that it's a good special, and uh, gave them the reasons why. I told them that, uh, you know, Paul Frederick would, uh, you know, do a, a long-term advertising uh, deal with us if they, and if if we generated some sales, let them know about it and that kind of thing. And I hadn't done anything like that, gone to uh, the, the podcasters, done some begging since a long time ago. I think that was uh, during... I think it was during Valentine's Day one year we had uh, Vermont teddy bear come on and um you know they they said that if we sold a certain amount they'd come they they'd do a big buy with us in the future the guy leaves the company right after he does the buy and then I haven't been able to get another buy from their um hmm. ad rep lady and you know this is you know, is kind of the way that advertising business goes um and honestly I prefer doing George's famous baklava for um the Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the, I, you know, he gets great response. It works. And, you know, baklava, you can eat teddy bears. What can you do with those? You know, it's like some some people want teddy bears, no doubt. But, it, you know, for me personally, I, I hold a value for baklava higher than I hold a value for teddy bears. Sure. And, and it's easy to get behind products that you believe in. So that's worked out pretty well. Um, something that hasn't worked out the way that I had hoped that it would work out is the agency that buys LifeLock. Now, uh, the, as radio shows get kind of bigger and bigger, fewer uh, there are going to be fewer times that I'm going to do business with the guy that makes the decision, right? Like the guy, I mean, like who, the owner of the business. The owner of the business, LifeLock. The owner of LifeLock. If there is an owner, I don't even know if it's publicly traded. I have no idea. I don't do business with him. I don't have him on the phone. I don't talk to him. I go through an agency, and agencies. It's a cutthroat business, right? <laughs> That's how uh, advertising can be. And so the agency said that they were going to come on board with us for four weeks with LifeLock and that they were going to, you know, we were going to do these um, longer than normal reads and get paid a, a good rate for them. And apparently in the first week, so I talked to them on Tuesday um, of this week and today's Wednesday. So yesterday they said, we haven't gotten any response now, they told us that we needed to get one signer per week in order to pay off whatever it was that they did. Or maybe it was two signers. I can't remember exactly. It wasn't too many. And Well, advertising takes time to work. It does. I mean, it absolutely does. What do these does. people expect? If they're professional media buyers, shouldn't they know that uh, rep- repetition is important and frequency and getting the message out over and over is important? What that says to me is that they have the experience that this works. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they go on the Glenn Beck show. They go on the Alex Jones show. They go on the Rush Limbaugh show. And because these shows are preachy. You know, I mean, these are essentially the modern day equivalent of a, you know, a a tent revival. These guys are the preachers and they tell their minions, their ditto heads, their um, their Mm -hmm. sick freaks, uh, you know, whatever it is that they call their 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 minions. They tell them to go do whatever and then they go do it. We don't have those kind of listeners. We've never fostered that kind of listenership. We don't want people like that. We say things like don't believe what we say. Go out and check it. Yeah. 
you don't hear that coming out of these guys' mouths. And I don't mean to, to point at anybody specifically. I'm saying that in general, the industry standard is you name the show after you. You are the, 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 the chief demagogue and you hand down the word of God to your minions. Right. On Free Talk Live, we do the exact opposite. And I think that as a result, our listeners tend to be uh, slower in reaction. They can be very, they're very loyal, fiercely loyal, but they're slower in reaction skeptical. to advertising. Yeah, they're skeptical. I tell, I use that, that term when I talk to people that my listeners tend to be skeptical. And to me, that's a compliment. That means that they, they want to know about a product. They want to know that it works. They're they, doing due diligence. Yeah, yeah. Th- things like that. And smart buyers, it's, smart it, shoppers. In my opinion, unreasonable for uh, the, the agency that represents uh, LifeLock to expect to have had any sales in the first week. I completely agree. Normally, when we bring an advertiser on, Mark, you normally make sure they know that they need to be on for you know 13 weeks. 13 weeks in order to see what, what the full uh, but that's the full uh, fruition of what your advertising is going to turn into. Um, and obviously their spend isn't nearly as large on Free Talk Live as it is in uh, on, on many of these other shows. I mean, it's yeah, my the, understanding that the Glenn Beck show can be $20,000 uh, a read. I have geez. no idea. Um, I couldn't. <laughs> I, I'm not pricing these things out. Yeah. The, these folks aren't paying anything like that. Glenn Beck isn't you know, doing them for $20 a holler, though. No. That's for sure. Well, we're, neither are we at this yeah. point. We don't have any 20 Well, uh, the Free State Project. Project is is really cheap, but they've been around with us for yeah. nine, nine or ten years or something ridiculous. So anyway, um, what this leaves me with well, like five years, but anyway, okay. What this leaves me with is a situation where I have to uh, go to my um, podcast listeners two times in two weeks and essentially ask for a favor. Um, I have the option of uh, the 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 agency for LifeLock has canceled LifeLock as of the end of this week, unless things turn around somehow mm-hmm. or another. And now it may very well be that in the last, I guess it's uh, I talked to them on Tuesday, so last night's show and uh, this in the last say twenty four hours, somebody has uh, signed up or two people have signed up or whatever, and it's uh, reached whatever number it was. I honestly cannot remember what he said, but it, to me it seemed like an achievable goal. I will never take anybody's advertising money that I don't think we're talking about at least an achievable goal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's if, especially you know if they if they ask my opinion, that's I'm going to give it to them. So with LifeLock, what my experience has been is I signed up for it, as have you. They mm-hmm. uh, yep. they they give you these uh, these memberships when you start. It's my understanding that LifeLock is the best identity. Pr- protection program out there it's the only one i've ever heard of which i guess speaks to their marketing campaign well there's other things that you can get with like the credit cards you know pay, pay fifty dollars a month in order to uh protect you know in case somebody uses this credit card and you know it'll be protected of course the, what they don't tell you is that uh, the, the government protects you up to fifty dollars on a credit card and they don't really protect you against identity theft they just prote- they they just essentially are an insurance program in case it happens yeah so LifeLock, the guy who runs the program, and many of our listeners don't listen to talk radio, so they don't know this. But the guy that, that you know, the owner of the company or the CEO or whatever, he'll come out and he'll give his social security number. On the air. On the air. Yeah. Now, to me, that's a pretty strong uh, endorsement of the product. Uh, he obviously believes something about his product if he's willing to do that. Now, I've heard radio talk show hosts have done the same thing. I, 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 I wouldn't recommend it. And actually, it says in their documents that you, you, can't, you should not do that. Okay, good. Doing those uh, I've just heard that. I don't know that that's... That's the, a marketing campaign, I think. I mean, okay. He's obviously comfortable enough with his product to do that, uh, but they don't want their users going out and like asking for people to... 
you know, steal their information. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So um, if you're looking for identity uh, theft protection, LifeLocked is the way to go. Um, it's not expensive either. Do you know what the costs are? I think it was like, uh, you know, I don't have it in front of me right now, Mark, but uh, I think it came out to approximately 110 bucks a year or something like that. If you like buy the full, you can buy it monthly or buy it yearly. Yeah. And if you buy the year, you know, they throw in like a month for free or something like that. I, I think it's around 10 bucks a month, but, you know, I'd, I'd have to pull up their website too. I'm to working on that it. right now just to, I, I want to see what, now that you've said it, I want to know. Um, but so essentially i'm asking my podcast listeners look i'm not begging you to go sign up for something that you wouldn't sign up for well one thing i wanted to clarify and maybe we haven't done it because they you know they're kind of nailing us down to a very specific copy that we have to read on the air if you're going to lifelock.com they're not that's not working right for us mark like you can't sign up on their website and get free talk live credit can you no because there's no code so you have to use the phone number, right? And, and isn't this a specific us. number for us yeah. that, that we have that's here? That's what they've given us, yes. Right, so we haven't really made that clear in what we've been saying on the air. Yeah, I think that's an important thing. Because our, our listeners are very internet savvy, especially the podcasters. Yeah. So the podcasters are going to say, well, I don't want to call it. I, I don't want to call that 800 number. I'll just go to their website and sign up. Because it's easy. I mean, you sign up online. You may end up having to talk to one of their It's 165 people. a year if you pay annually. Is what it was 165 um, is that oh, for, actually, that's for like the highball plan, the com- right? Yeah, that's the command center. It's one ten for the uh, yeah. the regular life. So about ten bucks a month. I mean, that's that's pretty cheap. Now it's not an insurance policy. No, it's different. It's it, right. it's a it, it's a essentially a guarantee that it won't happen. So right. like an insurance policy pays if your house burns down. This is a policy that's uh, this is you know a program a, a, a protection for the house to prevent it from burning down. And anybody that's had their identity stolen knows how much of a hassle it is to kind of set that straight. Yeah, I, after I, the fact, everything right. I've heard is it's, it's disastrous. I mean, they've they have told that you know our live read here talks about a story where. People actually came to this person's house and LifeLock warned them. I can imagine um, – Yeah, I mean it's, it, with, for our listeners who are all about privacy, it would seem like a program like LifeLock would be you know, a shoe-in. I think so. Well, let's make sure that we give that number out uh, so folks can actually call that number. And again, you can go to their website and there's lots of information there. But if you're yeah. going to sign up, you've got to do it over the phone if you want Free Talk Live to get credit for it. Yeah, 800-242-2693. 800-242-2693. I'll do it one more time. 800-242-2693. And I think that we should start mentioning that when we actually talk about it on the air. Yeah, I think I should uh, I want to call the guy and make sure, too, that um, you know precisely what it is that we would get credit for and what we wouldn't. But obviously, if you went to LifeLock.com, Free Talk Live isn't going to get credit for that. Right. I mean, I, I, that's a great website, too. It's really nice. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. I went there and I checked it all out before we um, got started. And I, I try to do a certain amount of due diligence with my um, with my advertisers. Obviously, I can't guarantee that nothing's going to go wrong with an advertiser. That, is, you know, that's just not a reasonable thing to guarantee. Mm-hmm. But I try to do something. Yeah, so. uh, it was it was easy when I called, uh, you know, to sign up. It was a pretty simple process. They were friendly. So and then I went on their website after I signed up and I kind of got all my stuff set up in there. And, and that was easy to do, too. So I got no gripes about the, the service. And this is a big advertiser. They pay they pay a good a good number for our live reads. And, uh, you know, they'll we'll be able to keep them at that rate for, for some time. Also, it uh, it raises the, the sort of the credibility of the show. When advertisers like LifeLock are on the air, 
they're a premier advertiser on the radio. Rush Limbaugh's uh, talking about them. Glenn yeah. Beck's talking Well, maybe about you've them. heard them before. Like I had heard them before on those other shows. And uh, maybe you've heard of them before and you didn't want to sign up at that time or you thought it was a good idea. But, yeah, it's Rush Limbaugh, so whatever. But now it's Free Talk Live that's, uh, that's promoting this product. And it's not about who's promoting it. It's about the, you know, the product. And in, in this case, this allows us to get a good advertiser and keep them on board. Um, so one more time with that, uh, with that phone number, Mark. 800-242-2693. So if you were going to do LifeLock and you just kind of put it aside, maybe you'd heard about it in the past and you kind of put, oh, it sounds like a cool idea and you shoved it aside. If you were going to do it, now would be a good time to do it. Yeah. And if you, uh, it, one, it, you want to protect your identity as well. Right. The one thing about the advertising is, is that our listeners will pick up on it over time. That's how advertising works. I think it's um, you know an unreasonable expectation that it would turn around inside of one week. But they're those, throwing, it sounds like the agency's throwing its weight around with you. Is it, what it sounds they're like. going to and they're going to do that with a little yeah. show like Free Talk Live. I mean, you know, they're going to have me running after scraps. That's what's happening. And there's no doubt about it. But if if you, the listener, sign up, if, if you sign up and this is something you want to do in the first few weeks, then you really do help Free Talk Live because after a few weeks, then the regular folks that are just not paying attention, they'll 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 go ahead and they'll sign up. And that's how that that's how advertising works. All right. So I want to give that number out one more time, and then we'll wrap this up. Yeah, okay. I'll give it out one more time. I'm sure people who uh, who want it probably have it at this point. 800-242-2693. 800-242-2693. All right. Thanks, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. <laughs> 